Welcome back, everyone, to Homie and the Dude. We are here for Avatar Legends, The Last Breath, Fall of the Airbenders, Part 4, and the finale of our series. I am stoked. This has been an amazing journey. As always, I'm Bodhi, your unexceptional Dungeon Master, and I am here with our exceptional cast of players. We have, over on the far left, we have Tracy playing Sister Devna. You've come to love her. You've come to respect her, <laughs> Sister Devna. Is she a sister or is she a master? She's... Let's well, not talk about it. Do we debate that well. right now? <laughs> <laughs> then in the middle, we have the prolific Ben playing the wise, the considerate, and always stoic Master Tufan. Also known as... High Elder. High Tufan. Elder. Tufan. Right. Now. High. Also known as, just between him and I, Shithead. <laughs> in character and out of character. <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking about in character. In character. <laughs> then finally, over on the far right, we have the other half of the Homie and the Dude team, Tom, playing the fire-hearted, the passionate Asayu Kizu, our resident fire Bender. Hell yeah. I thought you were going to say the father of the team. Yeah, father of the team <laughs> as true. well. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple of things, guys, before we get into this. A couple of shout-outs. Shout-out to Reven, the lead community moderator and one of our lead community members on our Discord. Thank you, mate. You're an Thanks absolute legend. We yeah. appreciate you massively. <laughs> what you do is awesome. Um, shout-out as well um, to our art team of Josh, Vic, and Alex. Shout-out to our live producer, Becky, kicking ass. Bringing you guys all the sounds Becky, and graphics your and everything. And also, shout out to Underground Oracle Publishing, um, sponsor for all of our actual play content. They make amazing third-party content for Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, as well as also as well as also the new Cipher system. Uh, so, if you're interested in any of that, go check them out. They make awesome stuff. Good friends of ours as well. Um, cool. Last thing I have to do is a little disclaimer. Um, this content will include explicit things such as uh, descriptions of murder and death during combat. Um, there is body horror. Um, there's definitely going to be some high emotional moments and low emotional moments in this episode. Um, but yeah, just a little disclaimer about that. For you Otherwise, guys. it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> It Rom is com. not a comedy. Com. <laughs> I think there right. might be some swearing. So, everyone is sitting comfortably. Then let's begin. As I say that, let me put these in. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Our party, having narrowly escaped the vicious attack of the Northern Air Temple, made their way to the last standing home of the Air Nomads in the East. Upon arriving at this temple, they informed the High Elders of the imminent threat to everyone's lives. A plan was then rapidly constructed and people leapt into action, helping fortify the temple, arming the able-bodied airbenders, and releasing the innocent sky bison into the wild. Once all was prepared, 
200 or so airbenders, and one firebender gathered in the magnificent front courtyard of the Central Temple Pagoda. With morals and beliefs pushed to the side, they stand here unified and ready for battle. As the full might of the Fire Nation army begins its assault on these sacred buildings and land, the last collective breath of the airbenders was taken. The camera flies through the clouds and over the land of this island off to the east of the Earth Kingdom. As it does, it glides over thousands of troops that are marching towards the Eastern Temple, guided by machines of death and war that look similar to tanks with caterpillar treads going around them. At the front of this, an airship leading the charge. The camera pans over this and over to the front courtyard. There stand this army of airbenders, unified, breathing in unison, feeling the wind around them as grappling hooks clip onto the walls as machines begin climbing up the side of the temple and Fire Nation soldiers begin climbing into the courtyard. You see the airship rise up level with the courtyard. You can see on it cannons to amplify firebending attached on the sides as weapons. It's nice, large red balloon rippling in the wind. The sky still dark red from the comet passing. We cut over to our players. You see the first three soldiers climb over the wall and as they come over, they instantly take battle stance and begin marching forward towards you. What would you like to do? I'll say you've got like a, a free action of surprise here before we get into the actual combat going down. I think two fans not even gonna hesitate. Two fans just gonna shout, attack! Amazing. So two fan shouts attack. You see the airbenders either side of you look at you. Three or four of them take some gorgeous high uh, kung fu like stances and then begin twisting the air as one of them boosh, sends a blast out and sends one of the troops hurtling back over the wall of the courtyard and off of the side of the temple. Anything else from the other two of you? Yeah, um, um, she, uh, as Devnus hears that, she just says, Remain strong and firm in your positions. Beautiful. As you say that, the line of airbenders behind you, douche, douche, take wide stance and prepare themselves, ready to hold the line behind the front. I yell to Tufan and Sister Devna, I will see you on the other side. And as everyone is moving forward, I actually decide to find a strategic position um, to what it would appear like not be as aggressive, but I have my mind on one thing. I'm looking at that airship to see if I can see my father, Zarek Kizu. And at this point, I'm, I'm, putting, I'm strategically putting myself in a place where I won't be in, I can still attack if I need to, but I'm kind of shielded. Cool. You see uh, Asayu breaks rank, 
disappears around a pillar just around the corner. And Asayo, you peek around the other side of the pillar as you look towards the airship flying in front of you. You see a man regaled in black armor, shouting commands at people as they run about the ship. You know that's him. I can, I can see him as my father, but I barely recognize this version of him. I've, I've seen degrees of, of hate and anger and violence, but nothing like I'm seeing right now. Beautiful, right. Should we get into our first exchange as three more troops climb over as you begin seeing caterpillar tracks of one of the war machines begin appearing over the side of the wall as well. So can everyone please select what your, uh, what your uh, exchange uh, type is going to be, what you're, what you're going to go for um, in the exchange. And you guys can converse amongst yourselves. What are you thinking? I think that between the two of us at this moment in time, our um, main goal is attack. You just approach. said attack. Yes. You, I think that that's yeah. what we I should do. I think if there's other strategies a bit later through the the main attack, but I think you just yeah. yeah. I and think I for think now that we want to hit them as hard as the, as we can before while there's not too many of them at once. You right, know, and we're before feeling, they build up, and we're feeling like this gathered strength yeah. of everybody and we still have the full battalion exactly, of, yeah. of air Let's not let them gain anything at all. Yeah. Let's just hit them hard. Yeah. I too am uh, looking at advance and attack, but I'm doing it from a almost from a uh, a a hidden position so that I can I can send a a, a fire attack that is um, that is kind of under shelter a little bit. Cool. So um, what is everyone's approaches then for this one? Are we attacking and attacking striking me. or are we are attacking, sorry, defending and maneuvering, advancing and attacking or evading and observing? What's everyone? Doing? All of us are attacking yeah. and advancing. All AA. Yeah. Damn, son. Okay, so uh, team A. Beautiful. Um, and as I see uh, Devna and Tufan, sort of separate from me. I'm trying to look at them to see if they'll turn around one last time to have one last, you know, almost eye to eye contact as they as they seep into the crowd of Arabenders. It's not even that Devna sort of like, she notices you go off and her feeling is, she's not sort of understanding why, because her thought was we were gonna stand here and, and she's sort of like confused a little bit at, mm. at this moment in time, not yeah. really understanding why you would leave. Tom, I would say actually you're probably not involved in an exchange because no one knows that you're going to go for them. So no one is prepared to fight you. We'll have you as a surprise come in with rely on skills checks and stuff like that instead. And we'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. okay? At this point, yeah. I turn to Tufan. I'm like, Tufan, where's the sign going? Uh, I don't know, but I trust him. Blindly, I'll, I think he's, he's got some, he clearly has a plan. As you say this, something interrupts you. Uh, as you look out, you see a bolt of flames shoot from the airship. It hits the far pagoda of the temple. It collides with the side of the building. As it lands, bits of rubble begin to fall away from the temple as roofing tiles begin to come down and the ground shakes beneath you. Cool. <laughs> Can you guys uh, please roll your stance move so you can find out how many techniques you guys can do, please? I'll do. Yeah. 
cool. Focus. Yeah, that is a eight. An eight for Master Two fans. So on an eight, you can use one basic or mastered technique. Cool. Roll it with passion. Uh -oh. I get a thirteen. A thirteen. Awesome. You can do two mastered. You can either do two different basic or two different mastered techniques, or you can do one basic and one mastered. So you can okay. do two this round. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, amazing. So, the way we're going to do this is uh, based on the order of uh, how this runs. Um, first up is going to be the defend and maneuver approach, which one group of troops is going to do as they come over the wall. Three of them um, are going to basically begin preparing themselves. And as those first airbenders are blasting air at them, you see two of them combine their fists next to each other, like combining their fists to create a wall of fire that blasts the air up and actually just ignites the flames more, shielding themselves um, as they take a uh, retaliate um, technique and they're going to do a retaliate. Um, cool. So um, next up then is going to be the attack and advance um, approach and that's going to be you guys first. So you guys can decide out of the two of you who wants to go first. I think because you yelled attack, I think you would be going first. I okay. feel like yeah, you would, you know... I'd be like leading by example. Yeah, just like exactly. Going straight into it. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, the right. I'm choosing to uh, pressure, mm -hmm. um, trying to basically... Um, well, the idea of it is to like... So they can't do something. They can't do an approach next exchange. Oh, awesome. And, and okay. so what I'm trying to do... I guess like thinking how Tufan's doing this is he's just trying to like send like a rather than specifically targeted just like a sheer amount of air at them mm -hmm. that like they're going to be too focused on defending they won't be able to like you know get into a stance to like send something back basically Amazing. You know, as that wall of fire dissipates Tufan just sends a massive gust that that only a high elder master could produce as he blast it and this just encompasses these three soldiers that were in there uh, retaliate um, and you're not dealing any fatigue to them at all are you no they, they basically it forces them they're not they can get to pick an approach that they're not allowed to use beautiful tell me what approach next they're turn. not allowed to attack they are they have to put everything they have into defending or evading because otherwise they're Beautiful. getting blown off this cliff. I love that, dude. I love that. That's gorgeous. And you see the, the three troops that were there suddenly get hit by this. Ah! You see them kind of bracing themselves as their feet begin to slide backwards on the grains of sand that cover this courtyard as they begin getting pushed back. One of those feet touches that wall as he kind of begins leaning back from the high amount of wind uh, that's being shot his way. Sister Devna, go for it. Yeah, as I have two. Oh wait, wait, two fan. You have two techniques. You can do. Uh, you oh no, you got one. Uh, you got one. Yeah, sorry, yeah, my apologies. I got the two. Yeah, sorry. Go on for it. Um, so I'm actually my first thing is smash. Awesome. Is the first one, and I'm going to try and destroy some of the wall where the the things are coming over. Awesome. And so yeah. I, you know, that's my aim is to do that. Beautiful. Um, so uh, mark one fatigue yes. to destroy or destabilize something in the environment. Uh, inflict or overcome a friendly approach, positive or negative status. So, um, inflicting or overcoming a fiction. So you can either um, give a status, or you can um, give yourself a positive one. I believe. Um, 
Yes, inflicting or overcoming, sorry. So you can overcome a negative one for yourself or you could uh, overcome a positive one or anything like that. So you can inflict a status, basically. I want to inflict a, a status on them. Do you want to go for um, trapped, impaired, doomed? A doomed is what I wanted to go for. Doomed? Yes, awesome. Please. So you know, one fatigue every second. Beautiful. So um, can you just describe what kind of bending you do to like dislodge this bit of wall yeah. where it's grappling onto and coming Absolutely. over. Absolutely. As I see the machinery coming over, I know that most of the airbenders are actually focused now as, as the people are coming over, mm. the military are coming over the wall, but my focus is now suddenly on the wall. I'm thinking I could do most destruction there. And I sort of start just with my shoulder, like whipping it up and I whip it up. And just with that single motion from the hip, I sort of like take that stance and force it forward. What you see shoot out of Sister Devna's hand as the wind collects and goes is almost like a buckshot of air as you see like almost pellets of air appear and just it hits the wall where the grappling hook is of this vehicle. You see the grappling hook release as the vehicle grips in with its treads but like begins kind of falling and now has the doomed uh, can, uh, doomed status and we'll be losing one fatigue every uh, few nice. uh, seconds or each that's round of combat basically until it frees itself. And what's your other thing you're using? What's the other one you're doing? I want to whip up. Um, I have directed funnel. Mm -hmm. You're doing that wind tunnel again. And I'm going to whip up a wind tunnel and I'll take fatigue yeah. because on the courtyard there's, you know, we've had pieces of um, you know, just equipment that yeah. people had taken, and I pick up a piece of equipment that was on the floor. Yeah. That because normally we don't mm -hmm. use and um, things to strike with, and I just pick it up, and I'm going to use one fatigue to throw it in as I'm whipping this tunnel around, Beautiful. and I'm aiming it at then the the tank as well. The tank. Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Um, that also means two fan. If you want to. Um, mark of fatigue, you can also pick something up and chuck it in there or airbend something into the funnel as well if you want a mark of fatigue you're close enough to. I, I yell to Tufan saying, Tufan, I'm whipping up the tunnel. You've always helped me in the past. Help me now. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to sort of use my glider staff to sort of just like knock loose a bit of sort of, I guess I'm like almost like yeah, paving yeah. kind of yeah, like, like tile, kind of like, tile yeah, yeah. like stuff knock loose and sort of flick up into the tunnel beautiful i imagine is next to me basically t can you just confirm does he actually have to mark fatigue can you just read the yeah uh, yeah, he, he, yeah. Does. yeah he, he does yeah he does yeah an cool. ally has to mark awesome fatigue how much how much uh damage are my guys taking what are what, what's the fatigue and stuff being dealt to my guys okay um it says that um, they will inflict two fatigue to the target two, or ally. two fatigue, two fatigue. For each. We, for each, for each one of us and we just take one fatigue each. Beautiful. So um, as you see Sister Devna just the tunnel of wind shoots outwards. Um, as you do this, trading like a barrel of almost a gun in front of Sister Devna. Um, at that point, Sister Devna, you pick up um, like a loose plank of wood basically and you throw it in there. Um, as you do, it slams into the base of this tank and you hear it dislodge a little bit more as the wheels try and grind in and refine some traction. Then Tufan, as you notice this and you're blasting with one hand, you part your glider staff, stamp it down and then with your foot blast a bit of air that then shoots it into the tube and fires it. That last one, ding, hits the tank right in the perfect spot. 
you hear as it falls from the wall down below as you then hear screaming is what you can tell the tank is probably crushed some of the troops that were behind it beautiful first round asayu you're over to the side and you see this tank fall down you see these guys being blasted but you still see there's one other troop that have now climbed over and there's about three or four of them uh, that are now lunging to go in for the attack is it just a single tank or are there more? Uh, there is another one grappled, but it hasn't made its way to the wall yet. Okay. I saw and actually saw that it was Devna mm. that delivered that. And in my, in, in sort of to myself, I say, yes, Devna, yes, Devna, yes. And the, I now have seen her strategy. And I, as that thing is grappling up to the wall, I want to deliver, if I can, my explosive blast. At, so it's it's sort of behind the wall. Yeah. I want to go right at the wall where it's it's trying hook to surface is. over the wall and just like blow up where the hook is and yes. let it fall. Yeah. Awesome. Go for it. So um, roll a rely on skills check. Big numbers, baby. Yeah. Oh. So that's a ten uh, plus. Do we have? Is there any pluses on that? Uh, uh, no. Uh, yes, it's focus plus focus. Uh, my focus is. I think it's a minus one actually. Oh no, it's plus one, so it's 11. 11, nice. beautiful. Mm. With an 11, uh, can you just describe, uh, so you're, you're gonna just shoot an explosive, describe that to us. Yeah, but it's almost it. like a sniper shot from here because it is such a far, far away and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to calibrate where in that wall I can hit that it will loosen the wall and it will loosen it or jarred enough that the yeah. hooks will fall back down. So I'm, 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 I'm really sort of trying to align it more and as I do, I'm just getting my focus in place so that when I shoot it, it comes out like a like an arrow. So what I'm imagining is it's almost like you hear like a shot and actually you don't see the flames. It's just that heat haze shooting through the air. But then as it collides with the stone wall, boom, a massive fiery explosion happens. You see the grappling hook explode into a couple of pieces as the chain link that was pulling it up. And you just hear again down below on the mountainside um, of that tank falling. You guys see this massive explosion go off and you see that tank grappling hook fly into the air and then disappear as that tank falls that to the ground. At that point, I sort of understand a bit more mm. now why Sayu went off. Mm. He's coming from another angle and I actually in my head go, yes, legend. Like I, I mm. now I'm like, what a great, like thinking, what a great movie, yes. At this moment, another troop climb over. So you now have three groups of troops, one that is being held down by Tufan and the other two that have climbed over. Uh, the one that had climbed over originally and were kind of free about to charge in, they charge in and you see one of them uh, create a flame blade. Um, Sister Devna, as you look over and watch this group running into your airbenders, you see one of them create a flame blade. Sister Leo goes to do a position and as she does, she leaves herself vulnerable from one side. He sidesteps and slides the flame blade up under her ribs before pulling out and then sliding it into her neck. Sister Leo! You see her, as he pulls it out, no blood falls because the flames cauterize the wound, but she just falls to the side, dead. At this point, I know we're in trouble because I know what a master Sister Leo was having grown up with my mother and the two of them being of such high rank mm. i am just like now like my body is goosebumps mm. i'm just like she like almost like shivering mm. 
the, the air in me is almost like my own personal air is vibrating within my body because I'm knowing that we are now in a hell of a fight. Awesome. Right. Between exchanges, is any, are you guys staying engaged with the soldiers in front of you? Are you guys continuing to battle those guys? Or are you changing your, your plan uh, as we possibly go into another exchange or not? Um, knowing that these guys can't attack if I keep this up, yeah, I'm going to keep doing that. Cool. Uh, but also like, be ready to like attack another group. Now, knowing that these guys can't fight back right now because they're so like on the edge basically beautiful okay so I'm you're going gonna you're to, gonna keep attacking i'm going to continue cool. to attack at this moment cool. i've just seen sister leo yeah. and so i'm just fueled to to, yeah. to try and defend and attack what about side what's Asayo doing are you re-engaging are you like i am actually fun? looking through the crowd of airbenders and i see nihan the the young boy that uh that i had a connection with it, he is charging into the fray and um, I'm, I'm really concerned right now. And I'm he is fearless. This young boy, filled with the hope that you gave him, mm. is charging into the fray. And you see him using like basic airbending techniques, but he's getting the best of some of these firebenders. You see him boosh, like blast away a hand, boosh, blast away someone's foot, and then punch a dude in the face as that guard falls, as that trooper falls back. Um, and then suddenly you see a large firebender come up behind him. That's at, at that point, I, I want to strike that firebender. Cool. Beautiful. So, um, let's come. Are you breaking cover and going for him, or are you staying in I'm, cover? I'm breaking into the clear so I can get as clear a shot on this, on this firebender. So can, so even if it means that I'm cool. more vulnerable. We're going into full combat exchange then. So, um, can everyone please tell me what your approach is? I'm a, uh, AA again. AA? Yeah. Cool. AA. AA. Uh, I'm gonna go evade and observe. Cool, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, we love a good bit of that. Um, cool, and then these guys are gonna go, and these guys are gonna go that, and then these guys are gonna go. Cool, beautiful, okay. Um, so anyone who's defending and maneuvering, anyone? No, none of my guys are as well. Um, Cool. Anyone um, who is advancing and attacking? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Can you guys please make your stance move rolls to see how many techniques you get this turn? Uh, you're adding, Tom, uh, passion for yep. advancing and attack. Soapy, soapy sex. Uh, I, I rolled a, so I had a nine, but I have a negative one for passion, so I have an eight. An eight, mm -hmm. beautiful. An eight gives you one basic technique, uh, one basic technique, one basic or mastered technique. Yep, I'm gonna strike. Cool, cool. We'll come back to that in a second. T. I only rolled a six. You rolled a six, so you can. Uh, so basically, for you, what you can do is you can shift your balance away from center if you do want to use a ba basic technique, or you can forego your your uh, opportunity to attack this turn. I think I, I will shift it away from center. Cool. Which way are you shifting? I'm. Well, I have to shift away towards excellence because I'm already cool. heading that way. Cool. Beautiful. Um, so um, as you like see Sister Leo go down, you're kind of stunned for a moment, but then you regain your composure and are ready to battle. So cool. Um, what are you guys can decide who's going to go first out of the two of you? I'm happy to strike. Uh, the timing is of the essence because yeah. I see this this 
large firebender. I think that that's what you should do if you're <clears> trying to save the young lad. So yeah. And I'll go for it. So um, with a strike, so you uh, for uh, basically you can strike foe within reach, forcing them to start mark two fatigue, mark a condition, or shift their balance away from center. And that's my choice. Or you can mark one fatigue, hammer me with blows, and then um, you force me to take two fatigue. Um, uh, or inflict a condition, and that's your choice, basically. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the latter, which is to inflict as much damage on him. I'll take one fatigue to try cool. to save. Cool. <clears throat> and you're gonna inflict two Nihon. two back, I assume. Yes. Cool. Awesome. So, um, you see Asayo break cover and almost come from the flank, run behind one troop of firebenders and round the corner. As you then come, can you describe how you're gonna try and attack this guard for me? Well, this is this is the you know one of the few times I've been actually in real battle. I'm getting confident because my last strike was on point, mm -hmm. and so as I come around, I come around with assured steps, mm -hmm. and uh, and and I get myself to a place where I have a direct line of attack, plant my feet, and I take another really sort of focused. Everything right now is around focused accuracy, mm -hmm. and I go for his heart with focused accuracy, and this is again my explosive blast. Cool. So. Uh, explosive Blast, can you just read, uh, does that do... So, so, so it says, fire a sparking, spitting beam of focused energy that explodes when it reaches its target. Your target must either dive for cover or take the blow. If they dive for cover, they mark two fatigue. So that would be four, I believe. No, because right? you either, sorry, when uh, you either strike or you do your explosive thing. They're okay. different techniques. Okay, so, so they, if they dive for cover, they mark two fatigue and yeah. become impaired. Yeah. If they are already impaired, they, they cannot dive for cover. If they take the blow, they mark four fatigue. Beautiful. Okay, cool. So um, what we're going to do then is you don't actually need to mark any fatigue for that at all, okay. so you can remove that. Um, what we're going to have then is as Asayo comes around the corner, Asayo, you're going to plant your feet, and this time you're going to blast it from your legs. So you're going to throw a roundhouse kick, bah, and you're going to throw this kick in, and you're going to try and just send out this blast of fire. As you do towards the uh, towards the guy who's about to you know attack Nihon from behind, you see two other firebenders who happen to be running to try and attack someone else get in the way of the blast. Both of them poof, explode out into different directions. You see limbs fly off in different directions as blood splatters some of the nearby people. As the kind of smoke clears, you see the guy move away and Nihan's body lies lifeless. Nihan! as he then moves in back into the fray and goes to attack someone else. I, for one moment, I take a step forward as if to sprint forward and grab, and like collect his body. But I think twice and I think about my, my greater goal. And I look up at the airship and I see my dad. And my, my fury, my anger has redoubled at this point. This yeah. poor young airbender has been, along with everyone else, this has hit me really hard because this young, innocent airbender has had to lose their life for, for something that is just meaningless, uh, just egregious damage and torture and hurt to, to innocent people. Yeah. So, uh, Sister Devna, you see this explosion go off as you see body parts of firebenders go flying all over the place. Um, and at this point, um, you can see that there's, uh, so you've got, one troop that Tom just took out entirely. You've got two left up there, plus the one that Ben is keeping under pressure at the moment. Um, and you can see one of the troops comes into the battle while the other one 
begin making their way around the side, ever so slightly. Still in the courtyard, but begin making their way around the side. Go for it. Um, at this point, I'm sort of like quivering. The air within me is sort of quivering. I've, I've now become so focused after seeing Sister Leo yeah. lose her life. And I literally, I'm, I am literally going to strike. I'm going to like swoop myself because I see that Tufan is doing what he needs to do. It feels like there's some good cover coming in um, from Asayu. So I am going to step out because I do not want someone flanking mm -hmm. our troops and coming then from behind to possibly take us out from, and I sort of like step to the side and I just pull everything up from my very, very being. And as I do that, I notice on the ground, there is sort of like, um, you know, when you're in a, a temple or you're in a monastery and they have sort of like statues, like smaller mm -hmm. statues and thing around. And I whip that up into a wind tunnel and I blast a small statue towards using my directed funnel. Let me ask this. You had to, this round was the one where you had to shift your balance, right? Yep. My, um, using that my is to... Uh, towards stumble. excellence. Yeah. Unless you can stumble, bounce away from center to use one basic technique. So it's got to be a basic one. It can't be your wind funnel. This oh, it can't be? No, okay. Be All one. right. Well, Apologies. then I will just have to, you know, shift, strike. maybe strike. But can I use it like... Like shoot air yeah, at him. Yeah. Can that move one of the statue? Like, can it move like the statue yeah, cool. yeah, to, yeah. to like hit or something? Yeah, go is for what it. So I'd like to it's, do. it's the same thing that Tom had. It's you can either mark uh, one fatigue and then deal two, or I can choose whether I take two, mark change. No, my I'm going to take one fatigue at cool. the moment. Go for, for it. Myself. You take one fatigue, um, and then um, I'm going to take two. Yeah. Um, so. Sister Demna, you release the air tube, and as you see this troop kind of making their way to the side, um, you basically charge forward. And as you do, you kind of take this gorgeous position and shoot out a blast. It catches two of them off guard, lifts them off the ground, and two of them go flying off the side of the courtyard, completely gone. You hear, ah, you know, that like whim off scream as they fall off like the, the, the side, basically. Um, and... Um, Cool. Um, that's uh, and then finally we have uh, the E and the O's, um, the evade and the observe. What's Tufan doing? Uh, so I guess I should quickly roll stance move, see if, how many I get. Yeah, right. go for it. Um, while that happens, uh, one of the uh, one of the troops comes in um, and is going to basically just strike and deal damage to a couple of the airbenders and uh, take out a couple more of the airbenders as a troop comes in and just starts blasting them. And they come in with that tight Muay Thai stance and are just boof, 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 blasting flames at them basically as they rush forward. Let's see. If I roll, I rolled a six. What does that mean? A six. A six means that you're going to have to do a, uh, you're going to have to shift your balance if you want to okay. do a basic technique. All right. I'm going to shift my balance towards trust, which cool. actually makes sense for what I'm trying to do here anyway. Cool. Um, so I'm trying to, uh, I'm basically looking around for other airbenders while I'm, while I've just been like, yeah. you know, keeping these, this one group of firebenders at bay. Yeah. I'm looking around for other airbenders to sort of like, you know, help, like give advice to, and like say, do this, do this, you know, I, yeah. I'm going to sort of say like. So you bolstering and hit Yeah, exactly. Hinder. Yeah. Bolster and hinder, bolster or hinder. And, uh, basically, um, maybe to like 
warn them or like you know give them that kind of thing is there any like uh maybe the the bison master i'm looking for people i recognize yeah point. of course yeah yeah so i would say um you you can give positive statuses so you can uh, actually give yeah. people like empowered favored inspired prepared um or you could also hinder a an enemy by giving them a uh, inflicting an appropriate status as well okay okay tell you what i'll um i'll i'll try and hinder one of the enemies actually then in cool. that case uh, I'm gonna try and stun uh, one of the groups of firebenders. Cool. What are you gonna say? What's 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 gonna be the 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 thing that you say, or or how do you how do you apply this status basically? How okay. do you uh, stun them? Um, I'm going to actually take in a really deep breath. Yeah. And just like scream so loud. Yeah. Like, like directing the air directly towards their ears. Yeah. That like it like. Beautiful. Make their ears bleed, and like they're just like unable to like Beautiful. hear or do anything for a second. I love that. I love that mass. That's that's absolutely that's amazing. Nice. That's that's awesome. Um, so you see this trooper guard just ah as this like banshee like scream hits them, and is they're just like convulsing in pain as their eardrums are popping in their heads. Um, cool, amazing. Um, that's that round. Um, as you guys kind of begin shifting on the battlefield, and you see this battlefield kind of taking, you know, shape, you can see uh, more Fire Nation soldiers are climbing over the wall, uh, more troops are kind of appearing, um, as the airbenders are kind of in groups dealing with what they can, but you can easily see that you guys are starting to get overwhelmed, the numbers are starting to go um, the other way. Um, and as you notice that, Tufan, you look over and you see uh, the Bison Master do something very similar to you, but he does like a deep, like, as he does that. And you see um, a nimble um, air, uh, firebender um, kind of like see this blast coming towards him. You see he plugs his ears, ducks under like the wave of air, ducks under it again, slips round, and then punches upwards underneath his chin, creating a flame blade above their hand, stabbing up into the bison master's head as he falls, his limbs fall limp. And they release as then his body <laughs> falls to a crumble t on the ground. says this, he goes, no! And like, as he does this, I think I've kind of like released, um, like the air blast that I was doing on this group, like this yeah. round's ended as well. So beautiful, like, okay, gorgeous, yeah. I love that. That's absolutely it's perfect. Lots of concentration. Yeah, beautiful, I love that. So, um, at this moment, so you're kind of in the middle of everything. There's bodies kind of all around you. You're dealing with what you can you know, around you, fighting off what's there. Um, however, you two are kind of like at the edge at this point, and you see a troop of Fire Nation soldiers climbing up the side of the temple, uh, like probably a, a good way away from you, probably, you know, um, 100 feet away from you, but you know where they're climbing up to, that there's an entrance to where the sanctuary is, and you know that that's where Nuon is as well. And you can see there's probably about four or five of them making their way up the side of the rock, climbing up with hooks, and then uh, climbing in basically through the building. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to do? Seeing this, I realize we've got a big problem. Like they're sending more numbers to the sanctuary mm -hmm. than like, or equal, almost yeah. equal number of people there as on the wall itself. Mm -hmm. Then the people in the sanctuary are in huge trouble because we've got most, basically all our able-bodied airbenders out here. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sort of like look around for Asayo and Devna and just see if I can like cool. yell to one of them. Do I? You, can I see them uh, in the battle? Like, you can, as you look around, 
Again, just bodies running everywhere. You get bumped into, as you see a big blast of fire from the airship hits the central temple pagoda right above you. As debris falls upon the battlefield and a couple of people are hit by like rocks and things like that, dust kind of falls up and again, just kind of chaos. You're trying to find what's going on, but it's just a fucking shit show all around you, Too Fan. You manage to spot Devna off to one side. You can't quite see Asayo from where you are. Okay. Um, I sort of yell to Devna and grab her arm like, they're going for the sanctuary. We need to go now. Frost, quick, let's go. These guys have got it. Come on, let's run. As you say this, you guys peel off and go to start running away. Um, and as you go to run away, um, suddenly you feel like some heat behind you as you both turn to see two firebender soldiers blasting uh, like a flamethrower blast towards you. Monkey Yatso steps in front of the blast blast like an air shield defending you guys from the heat and goes go i'll catch up to you i'll be right on your tail don't you worry about it as he's holding off this flamethrower heat from you guys thank you and just i just like full pelt like blast like air behind me to like sort of just send myself beautiful like over in that direction as quick as i can beautiful cool at this moment we're gonna follow you two as you cut into the temple and you start running through the hallways as you do another big hit and everything kind of shakes for a second like an earthquake as beams behind you fall to the ground and begin kind of creating debris um, in your path as you run down the hallways I gone you see you, you I was just gonna say I'm, I'm gonna actually airbend like a cushion of air around us as we run just to sort of shield us in case any debris hits beautiful any falling little bits are kind yeah, of bouncing off this air shield yeah, yeah. well as I'm going put my back foot that's mm -hmm. up as I'm running mm. is shooting air out of it to sort of like keep any debris up and mm. you know things coming behind us cool. behind so each footstep is as it's behind me it's like cool foof, beautiful foof, as you guys foof. round the corner to the hallway that leads to the sanctuary you find three guards uh three troops soldiers with their back to you guys um and then Nuon is fighting two of them herself you see her and as she does this, the ground opens up um, around one of them. He falls into the ground and she seals it back up around his neck. As she does it, she runs and punts his head as hard as she can, snapping his neck back and leaving him limp there. As she does this, as she does this, one of the other guards comes up and she goes to block with a high block like this. He basically slashes down with fire and scorches and burns her leg really badly, actually opening up a wound on her thigh. As she does this, she takes stance again, but you can see she's a little bit weak on that front leg. Cool. We are back into combat. So you can okay. tell me, um, actually, we're going to have a surprise round as you guys arrive around the corner. You guys get two free uh, actions as you want them. Go for it. Cool. Um, I'm going to go for a, a weak spot strike. It's one of the things. And what I'm intending to do is I'm actually going to use my glider staff as a ranged weapon in yeah. this case. I'm going to sort of, with with this hand, sort of like twist a bit of air to like, like kind of like a wind funnel, I guess, but it's not quite. And then just like using it really as like an aiming thing. Yeah. Before like sending my glider staff at the back of this guy's head. Beautiful. I love that. Um, roll me a rely on skills check for me. Cool. T, what's your action? I'm so shocked at seeing oh, that cool. Nuon is, you know, I'm, I'm 
It's new one. It's new one dealing with them. Go for it. Continue. I'm so worried, you know, about this. So I'm going to like rush forward, and I feel like. Can I do sort of like just a maneuver that I want? That can I? Yeah, it's do, anything you want. I, it's, and it, we're out of the yeah, battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about so you can do any. We're just going to rely on skills check it. Okay. At this point, I use the wind to sort of like they've not seen us coming. I'm going to use like air wind, and I'm going to run up the walls mm -hmm. and come down and come down with my sort of like you know my elbow, elbow down onto the guy that's like by nuance. So I'm using the wind to sort of like silently awesome. take me up the walls and come down and run down and land awesome. like, Beautiful. you know, like that kind of thing. What did you get? Rely on skills check. Okay. I rolled a four in total. So I'm imagining it just fucking whizzes past this guy's ear. Yeah. So as you fire it, it goes flying past at the last second. He manages to like slip it ever so slightly. It shooting lands and hits into the wall and actually cracks into the wall and it's like as it's stuck now in the wall um on the opposite side of the room devna i get a nine i rolled a seven and i have plus two because it's beautiful beautiful so as um devna you run up the wall and as you do you like you've done this a lot of times but you've never done it in this space before so judging it um isn't quite you don't quite get it exactly right but you manage to like get all the way around as you come down you come down with a massive elbow but it would have done a little bit more force hadn't you taken a small misstep along your run but as you go over all the other three and come down and land a heavy elbow on this guard. You see his neck almost like accordion squish as it goes, and you hear a nasty crack as he falls lifeless to the ground. Not sure whether he's unconscious or not, At but just point, out cold. I'm Gail turned to Noah and I'm like, it's us, I'm here for you. She's like, oh, thank God. And then is like gonna take stance and get ready to fight. So cool, now we're in a combat engagement. Choose your approach, guys. Uh, how many firebenders are there? There are, so the one that Nuon just bopped his head, um, he's done, then the one that's unconscious, so there's two left. Okay. Okay. What do you want to do? What do you feel like I'm gonna, um, you're going to do? I'm going to defend and maneuver because Nuon's injured and there's two of them. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can take them both out instantly. Yep. So I'm going to choose to um, uh, air cushion uh, sort of me and no one if I can. I'm gonna basically try and get in front and air cushion. Okay. Possible. Well, I I've got um, wind run and I can like run around and I dodge attacks and I escape and I um, can literally you know nice. get in position ready to to support you cool. as well where they don't you know see me. Yeah. So nice. What do you think? Uh, or or so, do you want, wish me to attack, like do a, if you're um, going to cushion and stuff, yeah. maybe I should attack that yeah, final since guy. I'm, since I'm cushioning, I say, and there's two of them apparently still yeah, left. Yeah, so, exactly. So I think, yeah, you should attack okay. one of them. All right, um, sounds yeah. good. Cool. Approaches. Uh, yeah, D, DM. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Cool. Two fan DM. Cool. And... I'm going to AA, AA. attack in advance. Cool. And... Cool. Beautiful. Uh, so, first up is uh, Tufan. Go for it. Cool. Uh, do you want to roll your stance moves? Yeah. So many techniques you've got. T, roll yours as well. Yeah. That's a bit better. Cool. Uh, 
What is that roll with the uh, defender maneuver? Let's see. Passion. Focus. Good. Alright, that means got a nine. Cool. You got a nine? Yeah. So you get one basic or one mastered T? Um, I rolled a nine, but if as it's with passion, I've got a plus one, so I've got ten. Cool. So you also, uh, so you get a ten plus. Um, you get to do two, uh, two mastered or two basic or one mastered or one basic. So you get the two again. So Ben, go for it. What's your what's your uh, technique, brother? Uh, I'm gonna choose to. Oh wait, that's okay. I'm gonna choose to divert. So I'm oh. stepping into the way mm -hmm. of blows intended for allies. When mm. any ally within reach suffers a blow, this mm -hmm. exchange, you can suffer it for them. Oh. If you also retaliate this exchange, I can't retaliate, I don't have enough stats, so yeah. don't worry. Just the first part. Cool, beautiful, that's awesome. So anything that is gonna be done to someone else nearby, you take the hit, basically, yeah. and you're gonna take nice. whatever damage is dealt to them, basically. Yeah. Beautiful. Ooh, that was, you see, Tufan, uh, just step around one of the firebenders and step in front of Nuon and uh, take like a stance as suddenly you have the three of them next to each other facing off against these two uh, firebender soldiers. Um, cool, awesome. Nuon um, kind of like as you step in front of her is like, hey, thanks. That's all right, I got you. Amazing, cool. Uh, over to AA. So I see that- Oh, um... my apologies, sorry. One of my one of the two guys is going to take a defender maneuver and he's going to retaliate. So he's basically just going to take a small step back and prepare himself in a combative position, ready to kind of counter shot if one of you comes close. Basically, go for it. So at this point, I've seen that um, Two Fan is basically, you know, yeah. protecting Nuon, and I'm like, Nuon, protect the others, mm -hmm. and I literally want her to sort of like try and get out of the scene mm. so i'm sort of like yelling this to her and in the meantime i'm going to try and destroy and disable some of the the uh building that's above like where the um two guard the guards or whatever you the military yeah. are yeah. i'm going to shoot of an air blast at the roof mm -hmm. to try and come down onto so them. smash Smash, I'm going to use smash. Awesome, mark one fatigue. Beautiful. As uh, as Devna uh, kind of takes place, and um, can you, like, are you sending like a thin blast? What, like, what type it's, of? It, because it, I know that I've got to sort yeah. of like, I'm trying to get yeah. two, I sort of, as it comes out, I want it to come out thin yeah. so they don't really observe what yeah. I'm doing, but then it sort of like splays out almost like a shotgun. You know how it's sort of small. It's kind of like a then... firework. It like goes yeah. out small and then yeah, So exactly. you see this blast of air just like a needle through the air. And then it just so happens that there's a small like candelabra hanging from the roof that is used for lighting um, in the evenings, hanging above one of the two troops. Um, you hit right above it. The wind knocks it. It falls and lands on the dude. Uh, as it does, it impales into his shoulders and he's now kind of wearing this candelabra that is like impaled into his shoulders. He's like, ah, ah. And as that happens, um, the one who was kind of preparing himself sees that as you're like this, sees that as you're unprepared, is gonna step forward and boosh, blast a fire uh, bolt at you basically and hit you with that. So can you please mark um, one fatigue, please? 
How many fatigues do you have? I am now on to five fatigues. <sighs> Oof, that's beautiful. Um, did you say that's beautiful? I said that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm doing um, what I can. <laughs> I, I, I take that. Um, it burns burn. some of, burns yeah. on the armor. It kind of crisps and darkens the beautiful leaf armor that you were wearing before. Yeah. Turns and, it from autumn to like black. And so what I'm going to do is then strike. Can I strike? Um, we're going to come back around to a new round. Of, okay, I thought I had it. two. Oh, yeah, Sorry. you do have two. Sorry, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, my apologies. You go. Can I, I, at that point, I am just like, I'm so sort of like shocked. I thought that this blast was going to come down and and I literally, my first reaction is, and it's purely reactionary at Mm. this point. I am not thinking about anything of Mm. how we, you know, don't like to, you know, cause harm or anything. I just literally send out, it's like a fist of air to that, to the guard. Part yeah. the military who's done this to me. It's like this, like, you know, like... Boom. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. So, because um, you're striking, um, uh, you can either mark one fatigue, but at this point you're going to be taking a condition yeah. um, to mark two on me, or I can choose whether I get marked two, whether I take a condition or whether I shift my balance. It's up to you. Do you want to choose or do you want me to choose? Um... Oh, gosh, I guess I'm going to choose. Go for it. So you take a condition. Which condition are you taking? I reckon angry makes sense. I was going to either angry or I'm starting to feel afraid at this point. Like cool. whichever. Cool. Do I? Do you get oh, to choose? Let's go or with do angry. I, I think angry feels appropriate. Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay, um, fine. Cool. Beautiful. You take uh, the, the angry uh, condition. Yes. Um, as you blast out, and what you do basically is the one who was wearing the candelabra, you hit him again. You lift him up, and as you do, he lifts up in the air and smashes his head against the roof, not only cracking his neck, but impaling that candelabra deeper into his shoulders as he falls back to the ground, lifeless. You see him on the ground like, ah, ah, and he tries to like spark off some flames, and just a small spark emits as he then eyes close and fades away. There's the one kind of stood left there, New one, quickly, like this, with one rock arm and one normal arm, brings up stones that then collide around his ankles and lock him in places. He then receives the trapped condition, uh, trapped status, and he's like trying to break free and like burn off the rocks as uh, as he's now trapped. At that very moment, from behind him, a whip of air, whip around his arms, pulling his arms back. You see. The bushy mustache and old wrinkled head of Monk Gyatso poke out from behind him as he's holding this guy back, as this guy's like trying to like move and like wriggle free, but he just can't. He's at the bay of you guys as he stands there. He's like, you won't get away with this. We're going to kill every last one of you. You watch. You're all going to fucking burn. We're going to burn everything. Damn. Okay. Um, I walk over to my glider staff that is impaled in, impaled in a wall and just sort of takes, I think it takes a few tugs to get it free at this point. I, and, sorry, yeah, go, no, I think no. I'm sorry, go. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, once I've got this thing free, I'm just like, at the very least, I can't leave this guy conscious. Um, at the moment, my priority is just though like, we need to get like, Nuan and all that to safety. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, uh, just like, 
quick and decisive, just like bop to like fucking like, just bam, just, just like a little boom. I yeah, can exactly. whip him across the face and put him out, basically. Yeah, and then I like, no one trap him in some earth for us, will you? You see, uh, you see um, his like limp body still being held by Monkeyato, and she's like. Uh, swing him over there as Monk kind of leads him by the air whips over to the wall. She encases him in the wall um, yeah. and wraps stone around him so that just his mouth and nose are left visible so that he yeah. can breathe, basically. Mm, nice. She locks him in stone, basically, there. I go, no, we have no time to waste. Make haste. Get inside. Take them down. Take all the people who are sick. Uh, not a Get them out of here. Go into the sanctuary. We, we've got you. We've got you here. We will defend the doors. Go now. You see Nuan take, like, go to take a step and, like, protest, uh, protest, sorry, um, this statement. She takes a step. You see her, ah, fall down on her weak leg. She's like, ah, I, I have to stay with you. I, I, I promised I would protect the sanctuary with you. I can, I can stay. I can fight. I'm, I'm still able to fight. You will be protecting. You'll be protecting everyone inside by getting them out. Come on. This is sensible. We're here. We've got monkeys. The three of us can do this, Nuon. As you say this, the building shakes as more rubble uh, at the end of the hallway falls to the ground. Um, you can hear off in the distance screams and shouts kind of happening off in the distance, deeper in the temple. Nuon looks at you and Mangiato and goes, but I can't just, I can't just leave you guys. Nuon, we can't hold this place anymore. There's too many of them. There's no other way. The only safe place for you to go is away from here. But surely there's, there's, Nuon, there's... Nuon, go, go. Please, Nuan. We're begging you. We're to. begging you. Go now. You see Monk Yato walks up next to you two and goes, as he brushes his mustache, you can see that it's kind of dyed red from some blood that's on there now. As he goes, uh, young earth bender, the time is not ours. And the, the temple is going to be taken. You should see the courtyard. It's, it's, it's chaos. But you have a chance. You have a chance to, to save all those people in the sanctuary and yourself. If you go now, you might be able to get a wide enough head start that you can all escape. Nuon looks at him and looks back at you two as if to say, Say something. Keep me here. Don't send me away. I uh, walk up to Nuon and put my arms around her and hug her and sort of whisper in her ear, like, I need you to be a hero for us. There's nothing else that can be done here. And I need you to save those people and keep them safe and take them to the ships. Can you do that? You see her just instantly like this strong demeanor just kind of crumble away as she starts just like crying and sobbing, and she I... looks up at you, looks at her sister, and goes, You're all I've got left. If I leave, what then? Tufan's right. Just listen to time, <laughs> time. Time is so important, and I keep checking behind. Go with our love. 
That's the main thing. Go with our heart. Remember us as we are now, and as we were at the wedding. Don't, I don't want you to see me die. You see her grip onto Tufa and she kisses you, placing her forehead against yours and her nose against yours as she kisses you and you feel the wet cheeks from her tears as she does, just bringing herself as close to you as possible, connecting almost every part of her body against yours. As she holds you and kisses you passionately, pulls your head away and goes, I will never, ever forget you. She looks at Sister Devna, any of you, I promise, and I will get these people out of here, but you promise me that you will do everything you can to come and find me in the Earth Kingdom. You promise me you will get out of here and you will come find me, okay? Promise me. Carry on the Bayfong name. No, because you will be there. Come find me after this. Go now, go now. I promise you, Nuan, that in this life and the next, I'll always be with you. I swear to that. You see her take a sharp breath as Monk Gyatso steps forward. If you leave now, make sure that you go to the White Lotus. You deliver the message that Avatar Aang is alive and that he is somewhere in the south. We don't know where, but you tell them. They're the sworn protectors of the Avatar and they will do everything they can to find the boy. Hopefully, Hopefully, he can bring change to all of this and right the wrongs that the Fire Nation have done, but that lies with you, Nuan. You have to get that message to them. That has to be done. Nuan wipes away some tears. I can do that. I can definitely do that. See her run to you, Sister Devna, hug you one last time as she brings you in tight and whispers, oh, how I wish we could jump on the bed. <laughs> Just one more time. Just think of the smile on my face that last morning, that morning of your way, us jumping on the bed. Just remember that. Now go. She releases you. She puts her hand out to Master Jufan. Grabs your hand, goes to take a step to leave, but comes back, embraces you again, and kisses you one last time holding you and looking you in the eyes as she then releases you. Woshini day forever. Woshini day. With this, she turns, begins opening the large sanctuary door through um, the, the mechanism that's there. The large stone door <laughs> slides open as you all feel the vibrations. As she limps in, you can see the faces of children, women, old, young, men, all as the door opens, <gasps> scared for a moment as they see Nuon, and Nuon goes, it's okay, it's okay, we're getting out of here. I'm gonna get you all out of here, okay? Everyone grab your stuff and start making your way towards the statue. And as she says this, the sanctuary door <laughs> begins closing. She turns to face you guys as if to say something one last time and she goes, <gasps> as the door <laughs> shuts. Put my hand on two friends' arm. And I just She'll be okay. We've got this. Come on. Yeah, we need to buy her some time. As you say this, you hear footsteps 
from the end of the hallway. Doom, 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 doom. In unison, then out of sync, then back in unison, then out of sync. What rounds the corner are 50 to 100 Fire Nation soldiers. As they pile into the hallway, they all kind of take stance seeing you all there. At that moment, Monkey Yatso steps between you two and back a step. He goes, I know a way we can finish this, but I need you to buy me some time. He steps down, crosses his legs, crosses his arms and as he begins in deep meditation. At that moment, time slows. You can see the hatred in the Fire Nation soldiers' eyes. You can see the blood of your allies spattered on their armor. What is Master Tufan thinking in this moment as everything slows? Master Tufan is thinking, I need to take out as many of them as possible. It's um, actually quite strange. Like, it's never, never, never had his um, morals and vows um, almost so, like, fucked up in that, like, his, his wedding vow and his beliefs of protecting people, his wedding vows to protect Nuan and be hers and look after her forever. Like, this is now in direct confrontation with his pacifist beliefs of not killing. He now knows he needs to just take out as many as he can. Beautiful. And that's what that's what he's thinking and he's he knows for him this is the end, but not for her. And he needs to make that he's that's the one thing he can change. That's the one thing he can control is he can make sure this isn't the end for Nuan Beifong. As he thinks that, you look down and you see the ceremony scarf that you wore at your wedding tucked into your armor. And you see that face of Nuan as that sanctuary door shut. You've never been more ready. You've never been more at peace. You know what you must do. Sister Devna, what is going on in your head as you hear Monkey Yatsu and time slows for a second? I've just turned my back on my sister and it's my first thought was what is the point? What what has the point been? What is what is the point of all my training been? All the hours spent mastering my techniques, perfecting what I was thought was so important. When I know, looking out now in front of me at what is ahead, there's going to be no way out. What was the point of missed family meals? Missed family gatherings? I just like, fuck. Why did I spend so much time 
thinking that I was the best, trying to be a master, when what I've got is not going to beat all these people. <laughs> Mother's gone, father's gone, I couldn't protect them. Nuance. She's got to go, she's got to go, but I'm not going to see that smile again. I'm not going to see that person who has supported me, who believed in me against everything. It's fucking mad. What is happening? It's just goodbye, Nuance. Goodbye. As you say this, Sister Devna, you open your eyes in slow motion. And Tufan, you noticed it as well. Sister Devna, your feet have begun to lift off the ground. As you slowly and effortlessly begin to drift upwards into the air. There is nothing left for you here. And suddenly you realize you're doing it. You're doing it. Master Tufan, as you see Sister, Sister Devna, take off from the ground as the wind begins whipping underneath her feet and growing around her. You can still hear Monkey Asshole. What does Master Tufan do? Master Tufan's gonna look back at Devna. Be like, we've got this. He's gonna raise up his glider staff. And he's going to point with a finger directly at the largest amount of firebenders you can see. He's going to slowly start spinning his glider staff. And he's going to touch the arrow on his forehead. Think of Nuon one last time. Go. This is it. This is for you. He's going to adjust his back leg into a sprinter stance and start speeding up the spinning of the glider stock until it reaches terminal velocity and makes a thundering sound. He's able to reach his hand back, withdraw it, and keep the glider stock spinning without even being there. He looks back at Devna one last time before launching himself into the wind tunnel that he's created, grabbing the spinning glider staff that is now spinning at Mark 10 and sends himself flying like a missile towards all of the firebenders. At that moment, Sister Devna lunges forward, air rippling around her as Monk Gyatso opens his eyes. You can see that they're rolled back in his skull as he sucks inwards and almost like all the walls and everything bends for a second as all the air except for the one that is around you guys just begins getting sucked into his mouth. As you guys charge forward, the Fire Nation soldiers charge you 
hands lit with flames, flames coming at you, and as you're about to collide in the center of the hallway, everything fades to black. And we cut back into the chaos of the front courtyard. <sighs> you have airbenders, numbers diminishing greatly. You can see that mostly uh, red and black Fire Nation soldier armor everywhere. Uh, you can see a few airbenders still holding off people and fighting off large numbers of soldiers. And in that mix, the one firebender who stood with the air nomads, Asayo Kizu, fighting for his life, sees the airship move closer to the courtyard. As it comes parallel with the courtyard wall, a man who he knows oh too well. He sees bodies moving back and forth in front of his, as combat ensues, his eyes locked on this man wearing dark armor, bald head, steps off of the ship. As he does, he begins commanding the troops in amongst the chaos. Get them! Make sure they don't escape! Sire. I see, I see what's in front of me. I see how this all is going to eventually end up. And I've gotten to the place where I want to be. And I take steps forward just enough so that I can be in earshot of him. And I turn around to everyone that is flying around me. And I yell with my deepest voice, General Zarek Kizu Agni Kai! As you shout this, this echoes as if spoken by a fucking airbender. This echoes across the courtyard. You see Fire Nation soldiers stop in mid-combat, turn their heads to look at you, as suddenly a circle begins to form around you. As people begin stepping back, the airbenders themselves know that something big is happening as they begin stepping back as well, as a space clears. The man in armor steps forward. Uh. <laughs> Who would it be to challenge me? General Kizu of the Fire Nation. Step forth. You are not General Kizu to me. You are not Zarek Kizu to me. You used to be father to me. And you are not that now. You see his eyes widen for a second as he then looks to his troops and his army. You hear that, boys? My son thinks he can challenge me to an Agni Kai. <laughs> Boy, if that is what you wish, then I hope you have made your goodbyes. Because today, you will die. As he says this, he takes a bouncy Muay Thai stance with his arms raised and begins taking steps forward towards you. I realize that he 
doesn't care about me. There's nothing there. He doesn't, there's, there's no acknowledgement of anything besides that he wants to kill another adversary. And at that point I say, I have said my goodbyes and I may die, but I will fight. I will fight you till my last breath. You see him go. And I get a stance as well. Your stance is this beautiful mix between Muay Thai, you've got that front bouncy leg, but you've also got wide Kung Fu from what you've learned from the airbenders as he takes that traditional firebender stance, that Muay Thai bouncing front leg, and he laughs and he goes, oh, this is gonna be fun. As he then, boom, boom, shoots two big blasts of fire um, at you. The first one, whew, comes faster than you're expecting and clips your shoulder ever so slightly. However, the second one you're able to time a little bit better and you slip out of the way of. Over to you. Um, I am now calling on all of my learning from the airbenders and hopefully drawing on something that he hasn't seen in his, in his expectation that I'm just gonna give him a firebender retaliation counter strike. And so I try to do something slightly different. I've actually been working on this. I've been, I've been dreaming about this. Not, wasn't necessarily him, but using my airbender skills to come back at him. So I dodged that one, and this is kind of like a counter strike, a counter um, blow that uh, will hit him. Um, I'm going to hit him in a knee, just to hit, just to kind of loosen his or, or minimize his mo uh, mobility. Beautiful. So as you slip that other one, you then lift up some air by just whipping your arm and as you do you know that this will ignite your fire with even more force as you do you ignite it and the flames are like almost floating in the air here as they begin to fall back down and dissipate boom you hit it with your other hand and it blasts forward as you do Kizu is almost surprised by this move. It's almost like he's never seen anything like it before. As he goes to step out of the way, he lifts his leg almost to block as the shot hits him in the knee and he falls to one knee for a second, gets back up. You hear murmurs amongst the crowd of firebender soldiers just like, oh, did you see that? What was that? Oh my goodness. And you hear the airbenders, yeah, get him. I reset my stance again in a, in a hybrid airbender firebender stands. I haven't learned your ways, but I have learned ways. He stands there, he goes, oh, I see. You truly are a mongrel. As he then steps forward and is going to go leg like low fire blast to the leg as he then does an overhand at the same time, trying to get you to dodge two attacks at the same time. As he does, uh, he's gonna blast them at you. You manage to dodge the lower one as the top one goes to hit you straight in the face. You manage to cross your arms and block some of the flames from your face as some of your hair gets scorched and the flames kind of ripple around you for a second. You're like, ah, and it breaks and dissipates. You can see that he now, as the flames and smoke dissipate, moving with lightning fast speed, even for his age, as he cuts space towards you. I've never felt that kind of power before, and I understand his greatness more so than I ever have in the past. I, 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 it's, it's like I'm, I'm encountering someone that is, is foreign to me. This, this type of battle is completely foreign to me. 
Um, but I know what my mission is now. I, I know what my, my destiny is now. Cool. And with that in mind, I, I take it, I, I fall backwards a little bit, and um, I just try to regather myself, knowing that I might not have enough here. As you do, um, can you, uh, are you gonna strike back or are you just like taking yourself, like trying to regather? I'm just, I'm just taking a step back right now. Yeah. And um, I am just trying to regather and trying to get enough um, generation of energy and a force that I can do a counterattack again. As you do, he slides into range and he's gonna blast an uppercut of flames that is more deception as he throws a body shot, no fire, just pure body shot to your liver and, uh, and tries to hit you. Um, yeah, it hits. Um, it's gonna hit you in the uh, in the liver. You feel yourself oh, as your body almost shuts down, but you manage to keep yourself up. Um, by the way, you can mark you can mark three fatigue for the last two attacks, the last uh, two or three attacks. Okay. Um, although that hit me, that feels a little bit more familiar in some of the combat. And actually, although. I'm a firebender. Our training in the air, airbender temple has been um, to defend against all different styles. I know that style. Yeah. And although it hit me and I was able to take it in the liver, I also now know what the counterattack to that is. And it's a leg sweep. Beautiful. Amazing. So at that moment, you dip down, spin backwards, and go for a low leg sweep trying to chop away. You add a bit of flames to it as well to, to add an extra bit of power to it. Can you roll a rely on skills check again, please? Um, so it's definitely a hit, but it's, let me just see, rely on skills. Seven to nine or 10 and up? Uh, it is 10 and up. Uh, Beautiful. 10 and up yep. means it's good hit. Yep. So as you do, you sweep his leg, him not expecting it. Again, this unorthodox move that he's never seen before. And you rotate, your foot skims across the ground with this thin buffer of air between that is just beautifully done. As you collide heavily with the side of his calf and you torch the other side of his leg, he whips down and smashes his head on the concrete. For a second there, you're kind of stood over the body and you take like a little step back to prepare for like another like attack if you want to basically. Um, but as you do that, you see him place a hand on the ground, look up, <laughs> stands up. It looks like my boy has learned some stuff since he left our fine nation. As he wipes some blood that's trickling down his face from his forehead where he got cut from the collision with the ground and he wipes it away. He's like, I was just going easy on you. Now you're fucked, boy. And he's gonna run in and he's gonna do a wild combination. You're gonna see jab followed by cross. Then he's gonna do a one-two with his kick. So he's gonna do a straight teep in midair followed by a roundhouse in midair as four blasts of fire come your way. I am prepared for the two. I've, I've, I know what that feels like. I've never even, I've never even, that wasn't even in the book, the, the, the last two. As you dodge the first two easily, whoo, whoo, the last two hit you, doosh, doosh, and as both hit you, they burn and scorch some of your clothing. You feel some of the hair of your facial hair and the stuff on your head just kind of sizzle away. Um, as you fall back, doosh, 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 you feel your ribs break as you hit the ground, and you feel one of your arms that you tried to catch your bounce with snap as well um, in a place that you just weren't kind of expecting. It's like right up here, and it's super, super painful. As you lay on the ground, you cough <coughs> and blood comes out of your mouth ever so slightly. 
I'm sitting there on the ground and I'm starting to feel like he's overwhelming me. Um, I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm wondering whether I have one more strike. I'm wondering whether I want one more strike. This all feels just really, um, I know I wanted this moment. Did I want to kill my father or did I want my father to kill me? I don't know, but that's what I'm thinking about right now as I see the rage in his, in my father's eyes as he looks over me. As you, as you see the rage in his eyes, he goes, go on, get up boy, go on, come on, get up. And I crawl to my knees. As you crawl to your knees, blasts you again with another blast of fire, knocking you back. He marches forward. You hear the airbenders, get up, Asayu, come on, get up. As you then see some of the Fire Nation soldiers begin restraining some of the airbenders um, in the crowd. As he walks forward, he goes, come on, you're pathetic. Get up, boy, get up. As he continues marching towards you. I say to him, I'm not pathetic. Kill me if you can. He blasts you again with another bolt of fire. Kill me if you can. He stands over you now, looks down on you. You can't do it. You won't do it. You won't kill your own son. You won't do it. Hear me now, boy. I have felt nothing but joy and happiness since the day you and that rodent mother of yours left my life. I have not missed nor thought of either of you until this day. And as he says this, you see him take a stance. As he begins moving his arms in arcs, you see yellow lightning begin arcing between his fingers. I open my arms like this. You see him. Any last words, boy? Make it good and make it final, father. You see him, as what? he does that, he lets out a massive bolt of lightning. You see this yellow lightning almost blind everyone in the circle as it arcs. As that happens, I reach, my hands are out like this, I reach my hand in the field of the lightning and I use my lightning redirection at that time to try to, to almost try to channel that lightning into my first two fingers. As you catch the lightning in your two fingers, the blade of lightning between you continues to course as sparks are flying all over the place. You see his eyes change from this dominance to fear. I am starting to feel his energy, the power, but that power is doing something different to me. It's starting to make me feel stronger. And I say to him, as, I, as I'm feeling this, Oh man, you miscalculated. He grips his arm and tries to put even more into it. That energy you use, that's coursing through my body, you feel it? It's your energy and it's my energy. It's our energy. You're my father and I am your son. As you say this, you're standing up and you begin now walking him down as he's backing up. Trill still holding this connection of lightning between you from his fingers. I'm not only your son, but I'm younger than you, old man. I'm stronger than you, old man. As he looks for a second, he looks almost for help from his comrades. And you can see that the Fire Nation soldiers are almost taking a step back. This level 
of fire control, this level of lightning control, has never been seen in the history of this world. Whether it be the power of the comet, nobody knows what in this moment gave Asayo the ability to wield this lightning. But as your father stands there, you can see the fear in his eyes as he places his feet and tries to grit in for one final push with this. You have no mercy for anyone. As I am you, I have no mercy for anyone. I am you. You want to kill me? I want to kill you. You did this to yourself. No mercy. Ah! And as that, that lightning comes through to me, I'm looking in his eyes, and I'm seeing that I want to kill him. And I'm also seeing but there's a bigger mission here. There's a bigger objective. And I let that lightning course not just through my arm, but course through what feels like my heart and starts channeling itself to my other arm. And as I get ready to land this kill strike, this kill strike, you want to kill on me? I will kill on, and as I say that, I bring my, mother, my other arm up, and I point at him, and then point it at the airship above him. On you and everything you believe in. And as I aim to the <laughs> airship, I look into his, eye, into his eyes, and I fire. Amazing. At this moment, what everyone else is seeing is almost like the sheer amount of force from this electrical connection is like sending gusts of energy outwards, almost wind is building. You can see a high Asayo's hair flapping as his skin, as he lets the electricity enter his body, his fingers first begin to char and the skin begins to melt away as it begins floating away as ash. It continues down his body as electricity lines begin to short, 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 short circuit and burn out his veins along his body. You can see his veins turn to black solid things as suddenly you can see bits of his face begin to peel away as he says this and as he redirects this lightning his father shields his face thinking that it's gonna hit him. The lightning courses. It collides with the balloon of the airship. Lightning crackles around all the metal and everything in the airship. A massive hole rips open in the balloon as it begins descending rapidly below the temple. Suddenly to then, a massive explosion happens. Flames lick up into the sky as smoke drifts upwards. You see General Kizo turn. No! No! As he looks at the airship. Asayo, as you look at your father not looking at you, you feel this energy in your body more than you've ever felt, more power than you've ever felt in your entire life. You suddenly clock into your heart. Dun, 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 dun. And as you release the blast, your heart explodes in your chest. The immense pain ripples outwards, but you realize from about here outwards, you're numb from the electricity. And as you take a small stumble step and another one, what is Asayo's last thought? I think as I look at him, 
I say, you did this to yourself. But as I look at him, I'm also realizing I did it to myself. And I fall backwards. And what I see is me as a five or six year old, a young kid. And there's my mom right next to me. And there's my father's arm around me. And I look up and he's laughing and he loves me. He loves me. And as you say that, the blood fills your eyes internally and the sky that was already red turns a deeper crimson as everything fades to black. What ensued next was terrible and awful for all air nomads at the Eastern Temple. The destruction brought was terrible. However, we are now going to fast forward six months into the future. And we find ourselves in the Earth Kingdom in a small tea shop in Ba Sing Se, the great city. Sat at the table in this tea shop is a gentleman with white hair and white cloaks, sat in front of a pie show board. He plays pie show against someone that we know, though she looks very different from when we last saw her. Nuan Beifang, having fitted a fully metal arm underneath her sleeve, now has a metal hand that she plays Pai Show with. And as the camera pulls away from the Pai Show table, you see Nuan, heavily pregnant. She slides the last two pieces of Pai Show uh, pieces into place, creating this lotus flower shape on the board. The person sat across from her says, ah, I see, I understand. You wish to speak to the white lotus, it is. Nuan places a hand on her stomach. Yes, that, that, that I've traveled quite far to, to speak to them, if that's all right. You see him nod, follow me, as he leads Nuan into a back room of the tea house. There she encounters three more members of the White Lotus. She stands before them and they say, what is it we can help you with? She stands in front of them. I have come bearing news. The Fire Nation have destroyed all of the air temples. And I believe that they're going to continue to perform attacks upon the Earth Kingdom and the Water Nations as well. 
I was told by someone called Monk Yatso to tell you that Avatar Aang is still alive and that there is hope for all of us. They all look at each other in surprise and look back. Do you know of his location? No. All we knew was that he was somewhere in the south. Monkeyatsu told me, told me that if I told you, you guys could begin looking for him and possibly put a stop to this Fire Nation attack, the genocide that they're causing. They look amongst each other. The one in the center, Grand Lotus at the time says, this is incredible news, something that we had no idea about. We hadn't been informed, informed that the Avatar had been found. If that is the case, then we shall begin action immediately to try and find him. We thank you for coming as far as you did. We do not know the struggles you have been through, Nuan Beifang, but we appreciate that you have come here to tell us this information. You have fulfilled your duty. Please live your life free now. Enjoy your life. You see Nuan look down to her stomach and rub it as she look back, looks back up and smiles and goes, thank you. A great weight has been lifted from my shoulders as she turns and leaves. And as she exits the tea house, the sun kind of catches her in the eye. She sees children playing in the street. She swallows hard. And the camera fades to black. As the camera then fast forwards 10 years, from Nuon Beifong delivering that information to the White Lotus. As the camera fades back in, we see a much older Nuon, no longer pregnant, gray hair coming in, stood outside of a beautiful home. A young boy, about 10 years old, runs up to her and hugs her leg and says, Mom! Mom, can I come with you, please? You know I've always wanted to go see where dad and you used to live. Please, mom, can I go? Nuan places a hand on her son's head and says, No, young Tufan, it is not your time. However, one day when you are older, I would be glad to take you. But mommy needs to do this one by herself. At that moment, another child, about three years old, scuttles out and is like, Mama! This beautiful little girl. Not black hair like her son Tufan, but beautiful blonde hair. She picks her up and gives her a big kiss. Mommy will be back soon, darling. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry at all. And then in the doorway, a gentleman steps around the corner. He goes, here, give me her. 
and she takes he takes the child from her, sort of over her shoulder. He says, Nuan, I love you so much. And I know you need to do this. So please be safe along your travels. And we will see you very soon. She looks him in the eye for a second. A tear rolls down her face as she says, Thank you. Thank you so much. Your understanding means the world to me. As she leans in and kisses him before turning around and picking up a backpack filled with bedroll and all the supplies she might need, she puts the backpack on her back. She turns back to look at her family. Says, now Tufan Jr., you make sure you look after your dad and your sister now for me. And he goes, don't you worry, mom. I've got this. And at that moment, the camera fades to black again. We fast forward two months as the camera fades back in to Nuon with wind blowing around her, hiking up a mountain. She's got a, uh, like a scarf over her eyes and like hood kind of low down. And you can see her with her metal arm like grabbing onto rock as she crests the ridge. What she sees in front of her is the island in which she was born. She sees high atop two of these mountains, her home, the Eastern Air Temple. And she thinks to herself, holy shit, I'm home. As we then cut to Nuon, having made her way across the island to the temple, climbing the stairs to the central front courtyard of the central pagoda. And as she looks up, she can see the debris from the pagodas fallen apart. The most far right pagoda is almost completely destroyed. The top half of it is completely gone, where the archives were. It's completely gone and destroyed. And as she comes up to the courtyard, the wind rushes through as she sees skeletons laid across the place, still in airbender armor, that leafed armor that they were wearing. Many bodies strewn around, along with that of Fire Nation soldiers littered around as well. And as she walks through these bodies, careful not to step on anything, she soaks in the destruction around her and she comes to the center of these bodies where there seems to be some sort of open space there at the center of this open space is a skeleton unlike the rest it's charred black the skeleton wears a combination of airbender armor with then Fire Nation colors underneath. She recognizes the clothing almost instantly of a good, good friend that she once knew. And she kneels down to the skeleton, takes a deep breath. 
Oh, Sayonara. You really did it this time, didn't you? Well, I pray that your spirit here in this most holy of places found its way to the spirit realm. And that you now fly with the great fire dragons of old. And that you equally glide with the sky bisons. Because you were no firebender. You were no airbender. You were something completely different. You were a Sayukizu. Legend. And as she says this, she separates her arms as the ground around his skeleton begins to turn to quicksand. As his skeleton sinks into the ground, as she seals it back solid, places a hand on the concrete. Rest well, my brother. And she stands back up and looks at the temple, sighs deeply. And almost not wanting to, but having to, looks to the northern wing of the temple. She sees the hallway where the sanctuary was, and there is a colossal hole blown in the side of it. She begins making her way over there. As she gets into the hallway, light coming in through the hall that she climbed through in this hallway, light streaming in and just lighting up all the beautiful decorations and things that are still on the wall and bits of debris that were pulled off the wall by Master Tufan lay on the floor. And as she turns to look to the right, to the end of the hallway, she sees a pile of skeletons, Fire Nation soldier skeletons. In her head, she thinks there must be 200, 300 of them there, and the pile reaches all the way to the doorway. She looks to the other end of the room, sat in front of the door is a skeleton cross-legged, wearing traditional monk garb, very similar to that of the Dalai Lama, the large medallion in the center. She recognizes that to be the body of Monk Gyatso. And as she looks to her feet, she sees two skeletons far from all the others, dressed in airbender armor. She knows instantly who they are. And as she drops to her knees, she begins crying ever so slightly before she goes, Hey Devna, should say Master Devna, you always hated sister. I'm so sorry that I left you here. But you'll be glad to know. I had kids. I didn't know I was pregnant when we last saw each other. 
but I have a beautiful son called Tufan Jr. And I have a beautiful daughter as well. You would have loved her. She's so much like you. She just wants to be the best. Even at three years old, I see her practicing her forms already. I miss you so much. I have no one to talk to. No one who understands what I went through. No one who sees me for who I am. I miss you so much. And she then turns to the skeleton of Tufan. She goes, hey Tufan. It's been a fucking long time, hasn't it? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tufan. I hope you can forgive me. I have moved on and have found love elsewhere. And I hope, hope you forgive me wherever you are and know that my heart always lies with you, no matter what. Never forget that. that very moment the wind from outside suddenly picks up as a large gust of wind <laughs> ripples through the hallway hitting Nuan in the hair and her hair kind of fluffing all wet back as she goes whoa whoa <laughs> okay I get it I get it too you forgive me. As she reaches into his armor and pulls from his neck their ceremonial wedding scarf. She holds it in her hand. And doesn't say it, but thinks, Woshini Day. As she then places the scarf around her neck performs the same as your bodies both seep into the concrete. She seals you guys in the concrete. I hope you both rest well and I'll bring the kids to meet you one day. I promise. And you'll love Mark. I know you guys will. He's a great guy. Goodbye again, I guess. I didn't realize I'd have to say goodbye to you a second time. But here I am. She packs, she grabs her bag and goes, I'm gonna go sleep in another part of the temple for the next couple of nights until I make my way back. But thank you for the life that you have all given me. It means the world. And as she says this, she turns around, climbs back out of the hole and makes her way up into the main temple building to go find somewhere to rest after her journey. And at that point, the camera is gonna fade to black. This time, we're gonna fast forward 90 years 
into the future. Towards the end of the Hundred Year War, and we find ourselves in the South. As the camera soars over the water, it suddenly arrives at a large iceberg, a large ice scape. There at one edge of it is a large dome-shaped piece of ice. And as the camera flies over it, the light refracting through the ice shows that there's some large creature, maybe a small boy, suspended in this icy tomb. And as the camera flies over, you see two young southern tribe people. A young lad with a ponytail and a boomerang in hand. And a young girl with little loopy pins of hair that come down, black hair. As they, someone's in there. Oh, we gotta help them. A massive gush of air comes out. And the camera fades to black again. For the final time, we fast forward six months into the story of Avatar Aang and Team Avatar. As they all have found one another, the camera fades back in to the inside of a, a luxury house, a gorgeous house made with granite walls and obsidian stairs. As the camera flies through this house, flies into a bedroom of a young, girl. This young girl sits upon her bed. She has a green and yellow headband and she wears green and yellow clothes. Her name is Toph Beifong. And as Toph, blind in the eyes, sits on her bed, she debates in her head, how can that twinkle toes be the avatar? He's so freaking annoying. And did you see that girl that was with him? She thinks she's all that. And they want me to teach him how to earthbend? Ridiculous, preposterous. I, 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 can't, I can't do it. I can't leave mom and dad. I can't, I can't leave here. Plus, I've got my fighting career to keep going. No one's gonna keep smashing the boulder if it isn't me. As she leans back and places her hand on her bed, she feels something under her hand. She grabs it for a second and then begins passing it through her fingers. As she does, though she cannot see it, she knows it is the silk scarf that once belonged to her great-grandmother, Nuan Beifong. And as Toph sits there passing this through her hands, she thinks back to all the stories that her mother and father used to tell her when she was a child, that they were told as children about great-grandma Nuan, who's the first earthbender to marry an airbender. Isn't that crazy? Not only that, but she fought to defend the airbenders even though she was an earthbender. 
to the death. And of course, there's the story of her defeating a prison run by firebenders, but that's another story for another time. And as Toph thinks about the courage of her great-grandmother, the woman who she looks up to more than anyone in her life, she thinks, great-grandma knew and always leapt. She was so brave and she always leapt into that unknown. Damn it. Damn it. If I don't help that freaking twinkle toes, I know I'm gonna regret it. And you see her stand up from her bed as she folds her great-grandmother's scarf into a nice square and places it into her bag. She grabs her bag and quietly sneaks down the stairs as she hears her mother and father debating in the living room. Did you hear? Did you see what Toph can do? Did you know about her earthbending abilities? No, I had no idea. What do you mean you've been teaching her earthbending? As Toph sighs, sneaks out the door and disappears in the night to meet up with Team Avatar. You all know the rest is history. And that is where we end our story. Thank you all so much for watching Avatar Legends, The Last Breath, Fall of the Airbenders, here at Homie and the Dude with us. We appreciate you guys infinitely and we hope you enjoyed this epic tale of heroes, unsung heroes, that put themselves on the line to save information about Aang, to inspire the next generations, to take that leap and be bold even when all odds are against you. We hope you find some strength from watching this series. And we hope you enjoyed this story massively. We will be back in five to 10 minutes, probably 10 to 15 more like, but we'll go 10 um, minutes for our post-session clarity show, where we will break down not only this episode, but the whole series this time, where we're doing our final post-session clarity show for Avatar Legends, and we will break down the whole series, talk about this episode in particular. So if you want to ask us any questions about how we came up with this story, anything about the series as a whole, the system, anything like that, please leave some questions in the comments. We'd be happy to answer those during that time, guys. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be back in 10 minutes. See you all. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> leave you on a burp. Um, see you guys then. See you in 10. Bye, bye. What is up, everyone? Sorry about that. We we're just having a little break after all that chaos. Can we check audio, Becky? Can you check Facebook or something? Just going to do one more quick audio check for you guys uh, as we get into this post-session clarity. Make sure that you guys can hear us still and that we're all good. Make sure that we're all good. Can you hear us all good? Yeah. Yeah, we're all good. Cool. Welcome back, everyone, to our post-session clarity show where we will be breaking down, debriefing, and talking 
about this avatar campaign that we have just run this four-part series. But first of all, um, we're gonna break down this episode. Before we do any of that though, I wanna quickly just say, as a GM, that was the most pleasure I've ever had running a session. Thank you, Cast, for being as incredible as you were throughout that whole campaign, but specifically that last episode. That was fucking off the chain. That well done, was guys. amazing. Yeah, well, I'm blown yeah. away. So, blown yeah. I imagine away. that was simultaneously also the most painful session you've ever ran as well yeah. in, in many ways. For sure, 100%. As a GM, I've never never emoted that much, I think, during during a session. Yeah. So let's break it down. Let's talk about it, guys. What, what, what are, what's some stuff that you guys want to bring up? Uh, well, obviously, none of us knew the epilogue. So, yeah. like, your scenes of, like, just the timeline, different timelines, and what the heck, Nuon mm. being pregnant, like, yeah. that, that just That took me by like... surprise. That was part of me that was, like, in my brain um, going, oh, should I mention to Bodhi? Like, is this a thing we should do? Mm. Like, I, it occurred you thought to about me it? that the idea had occurred to me of doing something like that, because obviously, like, you know, mm. Top is descended from Nuon. Yeah, That's yeah. what kind of what we're going for from the start. Yeah. But I hadn't actually, especially in the moment, it took me by surprise as well. Like I, dude, writing writing that epilogue yesterday. Like I said, when I was writing, like that Nuon's pregnant and it's Tufan's baby, and I was like, I was crying while writing it. I was just like, this is <laughs> this is fucking awful. I was like, this is so sad, dear God. So um, technically, though, did did Nuon and Top and Tufan? Have a baby out of wedlock? Yeah, probably. They yeah, I guess they, we must Because yeah. it wouldn't have been yeah. on fucking briefs as we're like going across the sky. Well, they <laughs> might be maybe on the ship, like as we had left the island. Maybe I, I reckon like, it was I reckon ship. it was likely night or two before the wedding, like that kind of thing. Like mm. you you yeah. like made the baby then and then over you then she then had the period where she then is heavily pregnant or like six seven months in you know she's really pregnant and yeah. you know that's what we saw her at the white lotus you know at, yeah. the, at the tea shop makes sense um but yeah don't like fuck man the i like knowing the bit as well where young two is there and is like i want to go see the temple with you fuck man just like just brutal just it's so good, brutal probably a good thing that she didn't take him along yeah was, uh, lots of bodies a lot of bodies yeah. <laughs> lots exactly. of skeletons well not bodies at that point yeah, yeah. it's just, like yeah. mainly the final stand that Tufan and Devna had is in, and and Gyatsu is incredible yeah a stack nice. of like 200 I also love I have to say Tracy's monologue in her head was spectacular. Mm. Mm. Ben's description of his ultimate was spectacular. Like both of those moments were just so powerful and so good. Becky lined up the music beautifully. Like all of it just worked immaculately in that scene. And I think, you know, for me, I felt like it would have been cool to describe all that combat, but I think we had so much more power by it just like that being the last thing that yeah. you kind that of... Yeah, that was perfect. That was sure. perfect. I, I think sometimes less is more. Mm. Like yeah. our final thoughts and you just fading those scenes to, mm. to black to go yeah. to the next scene, I think really like is sometimes more powerful. You know, death, 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 fighting. Mm. Like seeing that almost has less impact than what you did. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. Yeah, and I think great, similar great. to like a lot of things, like what people conjure up is often more powerful than what you can put into words. Yeah. Like yeah. when we set the scene for what they know is going to happen, like yeah. then they, you know, they can kind of conjure yeah. that up from there. Also, well. I have to say, Tom, your 
as you like catch the lightning and your lines back to him of like, I'm I'm stronger, like I'm better than you old man, like was just fucking go And also the music that Becky had, had rises and falls with what you were, like it was perfectly timed. At one point and you're like, and I directed the other airship and it was like, da 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 And I was like, yes. I was like, this is so fucking epic. Um, yeah, don't. You, Tom, your whole like death scene, I think was just, man, it was just beautiful. I loved the combat between us. I think the push and pull of our combat was really nice. Him just being overconfident and then you sh like having this moment of just pure power. And I think also the scene of you describing your last thought being, you know, in your father's arms and your mum being there, that was just beautiful as well. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting awesome. you to go that deep with it. And I think that was just spectacular because I think the other thing that you left to question, which I really loved, it wasn't like, oh, I flash back to. It was in my head. I'm picturing and it's like, cool. Did that memory happen? Was Is that a real memory where your dad and your mom, like where you all were that close at one point? Or is that just something you're fantasizing yeah. about in that moment? And yeah. I was like, I love the idea that we don't know. We just yeah. don't know what, yeah. what, what went down, and you know, in that flashback. All of that just works to make the whole fucking thing so much more tra tragic as well. Like yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Beautiful. I think yeah, I I tried to go for the not all not all hate and anger yeah vibe mm -hmm. and wanted to put like the tragedy of, you know that the love was lost yeah, you know yeah. that he was just you know the whole thing was just so so sad for him. Mm. Yeah, I think a line you said as well, like I'm not sure whether I wanted to kill my father, or I wanted him to kill me, it was a fucking great line as well. That one hit hard as well. That was a beautiful line that I just absolutely loved. I think you guys persuaded Nuon really well to go and like, and sh like I put up, I put up some resistance to you guys. I was like, no, I'm staying, mm. you know, for a little bit. And I put up some resistance to you guys, but you did a really good job of just being like, nah, yeah. like you need to, and you being like, be, be the hero, be the hero, Nuon. That was you know? nice. But, that was but, nice. But that's literally how it would be, because yeah. you know when when you're in a situation and you know that people you love and what mm. have you are like in a hard situation but they're telling mm -hmm. you to leave there's a level of you that's going to stay so you yeah. played think, it great where it was like difficult on mm -hmm. you know yeah i'd also say that was a moment more than ever where i think you needed um both uh tufan and devna right to, to say to, to have that happen because yeah. and like basically that was also just a moment of like tufan and devna like being like totally united yeah in this goal of like Nuan needs to get out of here. She's yeah. already wounded. Yeah. She's not going to be able to like take another fight. Yeah. She, she needs to get out of here. Get those kids out of there. Yeah. You know. I love and it. Like, and I think you know what what you know what I hope we achieved with this whole series is just you know telling a story of like I said, unsung heroes, people who you know aren't remembered by history, but we filled in that blank now so that mm. everyone knows. Like everyone knows. And I think the bigger thing for me about this that really that when I was writing the epilogue, the final scene with Toph was something that I hadn't originally written. And then I thought about it later and was like, how, like, yes, Nuon, you know, being a thing, being Toph's great grandmother is great, but how have our characters, other than saying that Aang is alive, mm -hmm. like how have they directly impacted this story? And like passing the information that Aang's alive, massive thing. Giving hope to the White Lotus, huge, huge thing for the plot. But Toph choosing to teach Aang how to do earthbending mm. connected to Nuon means that there is a direct line to these characters 
and a reason why Aang was able to then defeat the Fire Lord that existed in his timeline and like defeat, you know, all of that yeah. is because Toph then stepped up and taught him earthbending. Mm. That comes directly from Nuon. Like that's the thing that I really like wanted to get in there as well is that not only are these characters unsung heroes, but actually when it fucking comes down to it, if these characters hadn't have done what they'd done, Toph would not have gone with Aang as his earthbending teacher and Aang would not have defeated the Fire Lord and everything would have been a shit show. Do you know what I mean? So we, we almost just wrote the chapters of the book that were missing in yeah. a kind of thing in yeah. a way. You know, we, we made some some yeah. chapters that are not said come to life almost, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's a nice piece that, that wasn't addressed by Avatar in the original yeah. in the in the original storylines and it fits really nicely in there. So I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of Boji did I mean, can I just say that like your your performance in that last episode was you just keep oh. raising the bar, like it keeps going that. higher. Yeah, it was really, really I, nice. I, I mean what I blows me away continually is when Bodhi's doing storytelling or or just setting the scene for us. And in that moment his his mind is so dense with what is happening in the scene and you're able to verbalize that and give that picture of as I mean part of me was you know as I said when when he fell down and, mm -hmm. and he wiped you know the blood General from Jesus. yeah when he fell down and you know hit his head but then wiped the blood from his face from it trickling down I mean the fact that you are there in that moment and you made me visualize something mm -hmm. that I probably in my head couldn't visualize as clearly and as profoundly as as you put it it was like I appreciate insane that. i think you know the one thing i hoped like the hardest thing i think for a dm is to convey atmosphere and convey like the shit going on around you because like all players are insular in their moment and what's going on and i think even dms are insular on players moments and i think one of the things i've been trying to work on is keeping the uh, the outside world just as active as whatever's happening with you so you mm -hmm. know having the temple collapsing and shaking from blasts and you know mm -hmm. having you know tom trying to like see his dad and there's people like moving in front of him and like it's chaos on the battlefield and stuff yeah. like that i feel like for me that is what when I'm looking at storytelling, you know, I'm not just looking at like, oh, you know, fucking Captain Jack Sparrow is jumping on the ship and blah, 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 you know, kind of thing. I'm looking at like, oh, what's the crew doing in the back? Like, how is this all related? Like, what's the chaos? What's the atmosphere of this moment? And I think, you know, um, just to like, again, parts of the Caribbean weird reference in my head, but the scene where uh, in the At World's End where the guy is walking down the staircase and it's like blowing up behind him as he's walking down this staircase, like... Mm -hmm. That's an atmosphere. You are suddenly like, holy fuck, this is crazy. And that's kind of what I was trying to like get across. And I feel like for any GMs out there, that's something that I think a lot of us miss. And don't get me wrong, I don't feel like I hit it all the time, but when I do, it does double the like moment. It like makes it even better if you can capture, you know, not just what the players are feeling, but what's happening around them and then how that then is affecting the players mm. and what they're feeling. Do you know what I mean? I think that makes us better. Um, players or actors, whatever you want to mm. call us, cast or what mm. have you, mm. because we are then actually feeling like we're in that moment mm. where maybe mm. for us it's difficult for us because you say you're so concentrated on who you are, you're suddenly giving us like a scene, escape, mm. uh, you know, for, yeah. for us to. If, if you just run, um, the, when, we, when we're doing the combat outside mm. at the start, if you just run it and just go, cool, this move, then this move, then this move, then mm. this move. 
and just describe the moves insular like yeah. place, like that like um when it came down to you were describing um like tr a, a large amount of firebenders sneaking around the side yeah um i probably would have just gone hey devna let's go after them whatever you yeah know? as opposed to like Wait, no, I need to fucking find Devna in this big battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between mm. those two things. I, I fully agree with that. I think another thing that kind of happened organically that I thought was awesome was when you chose Devna, when you chose to take out one of those um, tanks, the tanks. And so it felt like that added, like... Objective to objective. this? Well, yeah. the thing is, like, my killing the airship was all the more like that was it like it was the airship left and just so it wasn't like oh there's tank like if i would have just taken out the airship then others would have been like well we got fucking four tanks that are coming yeah, over yeah. like the tanks were taken out yeah so it was it was nicely positioned as well yeah. I, was, I thought that was a really good choice and then i agree and then we took out the second tank as well which was which was great well you mentioned something during the break you said um i kind of harnessed my emotions in there what 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 you can you said it was really like a moment for you as a, as a yeah. GM. Yeah, like I think in that last bit, especially I think for me, the scene when Nuon, and I knew like when Nuon came back to the temple, especially with you two, she was gonna like walk into the room and instead of being like, you know, like, you know, like she did with Asaya, which is like, you know, prayer, you know, like a bit more thing. It was just her gonna be like, I've missed these two people and I just wanna get some shit off my chest for a hot second here. And I just wanna like talk to them as if they're still here. So. For me during that scene, what was really interesting was I experienced something new, which was I was like in full emotional emoting. I was in my emotional memory. I was pulling out the feelings. But then what I was able to do was like between the bit where she's talking to Devna and then I'm describing her looking at Tufan and changing, I managed to pull my emotions back to being able to GM like a proper GM and then unlock it again for that next bit where she's then talking to Tufan and being like, I hope you can forgive me. Like, I hope you're okay that I've moved on in my life and that that's okay with you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, what was really interesting and weird was that I've never experienced is usually if the emotions get too high for me, the next little bit that I do is hard for me to then pull myself back out of those emotions and then get back to just GMing, mm -hmm. you know, and do that. But this time I felt a really clean slide between those. Do you know what I mm -hmm. mean? And though it wasn't maybe as clean as it could possibly be all like all together it was the best that i've done it so i felt really good about that today mm. was was what i was talking about and i just like... loved there was a moment where i just thought this felt so real mm. and it was when um they went to you went to save the the young boy mm. and you because a battlefield or mm. the it would be chaos in there and you had the two people walk in front yeah and like i loved that mm. like i to me it felt i was like oh yeah okay this just gives me this whole yeah. level of like foo, 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 what's going on like yeah. you you see in battles you There's know body parts and bodies exploding and, and, and just shit, like yeah. people going in front yeah. of others and you know mm. I, yeah i thought that was particularly like Mm. I feel like one of the things that they do in movies really bad and something that a couple of things have done really well but one of the things they do in movies really bad is when you have like a large scale bow you have the main characters and it's like huzzah I'm stood in the middle wielding my sword with lots of room to like kill anyone who comes near me and it's like if you watch for example Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones there's a scene where they get compacted the uh, wall of like horses compact an army in and they're all so squished that Jon Snow is in the center, squished, trying to like climb out to breathe in amongst all these people because he's getting suffocated 
from the amount of people around him. And I think to me, that's one of the things that like feels like real war and like along with that, when you're in battle, if you look at old school battles and you look at how movies do it and then how close that is to real representations, if you imagine soldiers and horses colliding or soldiers and soldiers colliding, it's just like, like a dude is next to you, like stab that guy, fucking, oh, I'm stabbed, oh, stab you, oh, fucking, oh, arrows just hit me from over the top that suddenly just came from nowhere. Like, it's pure chaos. There yeah. is yeah. none of that, like, oh, step back, oh, come on, fight me. You and know, everything around has stopped and is like, what, what like, focusing yeah. on that. That's no, not like that. It's at all. not like that. It's pure chaos everywhere. People are like, people are getting backstabbed. That's like the biggest thing is like backstabbing is the biggest oh, thing. Yeah. You're yeah. like, ha, killed you. And then someone's like, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you were behind me the whole time? Oh, shit. You know, like yeah. kind of thing. And like that is super realistic. And I, I want to, whenever I do big scale battles like this, have that come across. Do you know what I mean? Of like, it's fucking mad. Like you, like you trying to get to anyone, trying to like move your way through the crowd is hard because again, people are swinging at you and other people are swinging at each other and like. And there's bodies on the floor. I yeah. mean, so it's not like you can just like walk your way around yeah. and be like, I mean, there's just debris yeah. and whatever is, yeah. you know. It's also why I had when you guys were like, cool, we're peeling off to go after those guys. I was like, two people attack you as you turn to like fuck off. And Gyato like protects you basically of like, yeah. cool, you guys are still in trouble just because you're like, oh, we're, we're leaving now. It's like, actually, you're still in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, there's still problems here. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like for me, like, I think Ben just like above and beyond, like coming in from session one where you've never been on camera, you've never done anything like this to hear. I think your performance today, dude, was spectacular. Like, nice. I think the way you dealt with things, the way you thought about stuff and the way you described things was freaking awesome. I think it was absolutely great. Like absolutely awesome. Nice. Had you planned that final that final attack with uh... I had planned it, but I like I like, you know, never quite nailed it, you know, like I never quite had like you nailed it today, every dude. single step. Yeah. yeah, you nailed so, it today. There was I, I I wish I had added some extra shit and I was gonna I I should have added something in about like that candelabra like being sucked into like yeah. the the vortex that I was trying to create and things mm. like that. I don't know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's always, you can always improve on something. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, and I think also it's one of those things of like, as you know, you go, oh, Bodhi, you're thinking about all this stuff as a GM and you're yeah. including like, you know, I'm, I'm doing callbacks to like mm -hmm. certain things, I'm doing mm -hmm. stuff. But that's just the shit I remember. If I had like, it, there's so much stuff that I often forget and like, is like mm. shit laying around that I'm like, oh, there's actually a sword there. And oh, fuck, no one. Nobody no picked it up, you know, like that. Like I often yeah. do that as a GM. So I think don't beat yourself up about that stuff. Like that's, I think Ben, like the moment for me where yours like ramped up into next level is you're like describing, you're like, and I'm spinning it. And as I take my hand away, it hits terminal velocity. I was like, oh shit, here we go. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, I, um, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting you to jump in there and actually be, that was, that was cool. Like, dude, I, I, nice. I, I, I wasn't expecting, I didn't know it was gonna happen. I thought it was a really nice. And that was part of, I, I know Monkeyatsu's power and that had a lot to do with the, you know, the, Kyle. Yeah. But I think as much both of you had, you know, it was, it was the three yeah. of you that yeah. caused all of that damage before yeah. you guys yeah. went down. And this is the other thing, like, Sister Devon's bit, though it wasn't like, and you, like, and you fire yourself in Mach 10 at them. I think anyone who knows Avatar knows the significance of levitating. If you've watched Legend of Korra, you know what levitating means. And you also know what it takes to levitate as an airbender. 
Sister Devna releases all earthly ties and can levitate, meaning that she is the most powerful airbender in existence in that one moment when she levitates. Also, it means that when she dies, no one knows that anyone other than Guru Langhima has levitated. No one remembers and no one knows that Devna managed to achieve that level of airbending prowess, which I think is also fucking poetic as anything. <laughs> like, that is so beautiful that, you know, later in Korra, they're like, oh, fucking Zahir's learned how to levitate. That's crazy. No one's done that since Guru Langhima. It's like, actually, no. One person did, and they fucking died while doing it because they were defending the fucking temple. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's cool. It was that's never wit truly witnessed by the outside. There yeah, no surviving witnesses. Yeah, surviving, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I think, yeah, it was just great. It was just great. There was so much of that that I just enjoyed. Like, I, I loved all, all parts of that. Like, I think also just us describing the lightning going like the lightning and you pushing him back and me being like, he's pushing, he's trying to give you, and you being like, that's fueling me more, was like, I was just like, this is so epic and cinematic. I wanted to convey, I'm not sure how clear it came out, is that that the strike against the airship was basically the combination of both of our lightning. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, I, it, I, was, I was harnessing his lightning yeah. and bringing his, his lightning through and then using mine as well to make it this epic. Like, yeah, it felt, it felt like that because then also I was like, and I, he lets it off and you shoot it through and it's like all of it kind of comes through. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was real. Like that moment was nuts. Nuts, dude. Like just nuts. I, I like, Tom and I were like, fuck man, we would love to get this, this story animated. Like could you imagine this anime could you imagine like devna like taking off too fan being like what the and then being like spinning it and then you like those moments would be crazy epic we have this like harry potter moment with fucking um here's a question is it too is it too morose for like actual like public consumption like if they were to animate it would they be like ah but we, it needs to it needs to be more feel good or or would they be like you know what this is this is a story arc that can like counterbalance all of because also i think if it was animated you could you could introduce a lot of levity especially in episode mm. one there's mm -hmm. a ton of levity in in episode two on on briefus there could be as well some levity i feel like it, it is kind of dark though we overall. also had in episode three we had the two like doofuses in the archives you know we had we yeah. had moments of levity here and there but i think what I would say is if anyone were to animate this, like it would need, I said to you outside, it would need to be R-rated. Like it would need to be like something where people understand that this Avatar story, like yes, Avatar, Aang and all of his stuff and Korra, you know, that's all PC because they deal with shit PC. This was not dealt with PC by the Fire Nation. Like it's not like, to me, it's like this has never been PC. Like the, yeah. the, the Air Nomad genocide is not PC in any way, shape or form. Like anyone yeah. who thinks that, or PG or, PG or fucking 12U <laughs> or anything it's, it's like that. It's almost disrespectful to try and PC things in that yeah. way. Like, yeah. like it'd be like if there was a story about like the Holocaust or something and then you try to like, you know, sugarcoat it and make it like, I Add comedy somehow. Like, Add fucking Marvel quips to a fucking story. Add Marvel <laughs> quips to a fucking oh save, Saving Private Ryan would yeah. be awful. And or like to Schindler's List, you know, like yeah. you know that type yeah. of thing. It's not a fun story, you exactly. know. You know, it's just... like it's and that's the thing is like I think this would need to be portrayed if it ever if we did ever make it into anything else. It would need to be portrayed as like this is not a f like you're not coming. You're watching. You're coming to watch a drama. Mm. Like you're not coming. You're coming to watch a drama thriller. You're not mm. coming to watch. 
a fucking like comedy romance you know mm. whatever it might be you're coming to watch a drama thriller mm. realistically is what it is um yeah has anyone got anything else about the series or this episode in particular that they want to like bring up or highlight or even just say all together i was i was going to mention the back and forth between um asayo and his dad yeah when i thought the the just as like a fight scene um was really mm. nicely done i liked like your descriptions of like the moves and mm. and what why they were doing them and yeah. stuff it it um as someone who's like you know i think fight scenes are cool but i i never like i don't know i have no like theory yeah. knowledge of like martial arts or anything yeah. like that so it's just really cool to have that described in that way. I thought that was good. I think my one of my absolute favorite bits is when I'm like, and he takes his Muay Thai stance, he's got his bouncing front leg, and Tom goes, I'm going to take like a mixture of firebender and like Muay Thai, and I got to describe you being like, with that front bouncing leg of like, cool, let's fucking go, buddy. And then you using airbender techniques yeah. to help you. Fuck, dude, it's just so cool. Like, I feel like, that's something that was missed in Avatar. And, you know, you kind of get it with Iroh learning, you know, water bending to teach the lightning redirection to Zuko right. and, like, all this different stuff. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, crossing the bending styles is something that hasn't been done yet. And I'd be very interested to see, you know, what earthbenders could learn from, you know, fire or water. And, you know, what each bending could learn from each other mm, and develop yeah. even better techniques and stuff. The other thing about it is it, cool. it says so much with so little. Yeah. Like, in... Like, for example, like the thing with Uncle Iroh learning a bit of water bending for yeah. the redirect lightning. Yeah. And uh, Asayo using these air bending techniques mm. in his fire bending to enhance it. It says so much about the character, the fact that they've, they respect another culture enough yeah. to learn so much about it that it actually benefits them and, and yeah. repays them in time. Like, yeah, it says a lot. I fully agree with that. And one of the things I thought, and it came in the moment, was me acknowledging that there's a reason why he is general gyatsu because he's a fucking badass general kizu like, general kizu he's yeah. a fucking like i was yeah. like I'm, when i when I'm, i was like and he foo, foo, and moves yeah. with speed that's unlike his age you were like uh oh it was a different level of combat that yeah. i trained for some of it and i saw i could understand some of his moves because we had you know in the yeah. in the airbending temple i could understand training against a firebender but there was just additional like mm. advanced master moves that were like they're just they're, they're nowhere to be seen these are like he's taking it to a different level so what i what i wish i had actually teased in so when i was deciding i, I decided in the moment that i was going to tease that nuon outside of like her family life and stuff had also taken down a firebender prison and like i teased that little story oh, yeah. a little bit um, I wish I'd mentioned that she'd killed General Kizu. I wish I'd been like, she'd fucking gone and killed like the great General Kizu. Just because that would have been a really poetic, like she fucking finishes the arc for you guys. Mm -hmm. yeah. But hey, no, neither here nor there, whatever. Um, cool. Anything else from anyone about it? Real good? Yeah, I think Real um, happy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super happy. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Ben, what were you going to say? Oh, like the tradition, the only thing that I, I feel like I could have done better was the, the, my, um, my ending move like i thought mm. i could have done something better about it but literally yeah, ah, that's it's it fucking Great. perfect yeah yeah i think guys you know obviously this arc is you know happy through to you know sad moments you know other you know moments of levity moments of happiness but also very dark stuff I hope that anyone who watches this you know finds some you know some something that they can relate to within these characters within this story we want anyone to know who is suffering with 
you know, anything like depression or anything, you know, suffering with any sort of mental health. Grief is a big one, you know, that we talked about in this story a lot. Um, If you're struggling with anything like that, please get help. Talk to people around you. There's nothing more important than that. And, you know, we hope this story shows you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, even in the darkest moments for you know, people, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, for this story, it was Nuon Beifong. But for, you know, your personal story, who knows what that will be. So we hope you can find something in this plot that that, that means something to you. Just as much as it, it meant to us, I have to say, this this plot, I will never forget us telling this story. This is like, this has been epic. This is one of the best, like, TTRPG. I, I personally think one of the best plots that I've ever encountered in, in storytelling, whether it be movies, television, animated, whatever. Uh, books, whatever. I think this is up there as one of the best. Um, yeah, um, I just want to say again, thanks to you guys, my cast, for sticking through me with this this crazy this crazy plot idea that we had like fucking a couple of months ago that we've been you know running through and coming up with characters and dissecting bits and uh, and all of that. I want to say a massive shout out to Becky, our life producer, who has been adding incredible music, yeah. which adds mountains to the scenes, adding much emotion and atmosphere to everything that was going on you will have noticed that there was few times where there was zero music and even if there was zero music we've probably chosen that for a reason so Mm. you know bex was all over that so shout out to becky as well for that um it's been a pleasure as a gm it's been an absolute pleasure like I, i couldn't have asked for anything more as a gm to have a better cast better plot amazing live production music all of it was fucking top class so for me as a gm i'm super super stoked um, other than that, if you, uh, enjoy Homie and the Dude, um, I recommend, uh, you go check out our Discord server. We have a community of over 700 people in there that are TTRPG fans. Everyone shares ideas, talks, uh, talks about life and shoots the shit with each other, as well as also, um, you know, bigging each other up and, and supporting each other as a community. So if you're interested in that, join that. Um, as well as that, we have our newsletter of holding. In that newsletter holding, you can receive free TTRPG supplements created by us here at Homie and the Dude, things that you can use in your games um, going forward. As well as that, you will find out more about any upcoming or current projects we are working on at Homie and the Dude. Um, At the moment, we're tracking towards our airship combat Kickstarter that we're working on at the moment. Um, And we've made a massive, massive announcement about that, which I'm going to release here as well. Um, If you are interested in airship combat, we really recommend checking out our pre-launch page, any information that we put out there. However, we will be adding something to these new rules that we're putting in the game, and that is our ship builder app. So what we're going to be creating is an application where you can go in and create your very own custom modified specific ship, airship, that you would like in your game in TTRPGs, specifically 5e to start off with, but we see it growing into all vehicles and many different systems for you guys. But yeah, it will be a place where you can choose specific parts to piece together the perfect airship for yourself and your party at your table. Should be really, really fun. So that will be coming in that airship combat Kickstarter, guys. Finally, the last thing. What's coming next for Homie and the Dude? What's what's next for Homie and the Dude? And uh, I want to first of all mention we've talked a lot about, you know, this is our first venture into the world of Avatar Legends. And uh, we would very much like to revisit this whole world, whether it be a different time era or what, we would very much like to revisit uh, the Avatar world. 
One of those plots we're definitely considering doing is a prequel for these characters early on in their lives when they all first met each other. So you can see an earlier part of these heroes' stories as well when they were younger. And uh, we can have a lot more levity and fun with that campaign. It'll be a lot more fun and lighthearted. So we're looking at doing that. But coming next from Mahomie and the Dude, we have a project, an AP stream that will take our wonderful cast here to the stars and beyond, as we will be playing Orbital Blues next, the depressed space cowboy uh, <laughs> TTRPG. Um, our plot will be similar, very similar to that of like Cowboy Bebop, you know, these guys will be a crew of, uh, of lowly criminals trying to, trying to just make it in this hard solar system that they live in. Um, as, they, uh, as they deal with foes from the past, from the future, and from their present. And as they all work towards the goal of reaching Andromedan Arcadia. And that's what our series will be called. We look forward to you guys joining us here for that series and us telling a whole new story with amazing characters. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this story. We love you guys. I love you guys. I love you, Becky. I love you all. <laughs> love you. Right. Thank you guys so much. And we will catch you guys in the next stream. See you then, guys. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>